Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. It's a me, a man, the Garcia. Clip. Hey, man, good to see you, brother. Excitement time. Clamp down. Clamp down. Clamp down. Clamp down. Pirates going dancing, baby. They picked us last. They picked us last. And now we're going dancing. We're going dancing. How about those friggin' pirates? Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. All right, welcome in to a Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio Studios, coming today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. You can find us on 1250, 930 online, PR927FM.com. And watch the show on Facebook Live and YouTube. We want you to be a part of today's show, so you can chime in there or on Twitter. Also, uh, you can queue up a question for one of our players on the Delcor Players Lounge. We've got Jacob Jenkins Cowart joining us in about 20 minutes or so. We've got Lane Hoover coming up at the top of hour two and Josh Moylan at the top of hour number three. So if you got a question for the regular season AAC champions, you can get those in now. JC, Hoove, and Moylan. You can get those in on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, and we'll pass them along to the guys. Also on today's show, Double B, Brian Bailey will join us live from Clearwater, Florida, and also Brooks Hill. Brooksy, our resident Kaniac. Man, two great games in the Eastern Conference Final, but two losses in overtime for the Hurricanes. Game three coming up tonight down in South Beach. Panthers, 2-0 series lead over the Canes. We'll talk about that as well. All right, Shirley Rhodes is here. Chandler Honeycutt is here. The big dog, Glenn Griffin, here as well on a Monday, a championship Monday as East Carolina able to do their part and get a little bit of help from the Cincinnati Bearcats, and they're able to win the AAC regular season. So another uh, ring for the Pirates. And what does that mean? That means they'll be the one seed in the upcoming AAC tournament, which begins play Tuesday morning. It'll be Cincinnati and UCF in the 4-5 game coming up at 9 a.m. Tuesday morning in Clearwater, Florida. East Carolina will take on South Florida 47 minutes after the conclusion of game one. So that'll be uh, roughly between 12.30, 1 o'clock-ish start time Tuesday for ECU. And then when do they play after that? Well, it depends on what happens because if the Pirates win, they get Wednesday off and they'll play again Thursday at 1 o'clock. And we, if they win and uh, do play Thursday at 1, we'll be here with with you for a watch along so excited about that if the pirates lose they will play wednesday at three o'clock so we'll be watching that live during the show but hopefully the pirates can stay in the winner's bracket uh the tournament will conclude on sunday at noon on espn news and espn plus and that'll be uh, coming up Sunday at noon, AAC Tournament Championship. And then you find out the host seeds on Sunday. And then Monday, the full slate of the regionals, the NCAA Baseball Tournament, which East Carolina will be in. The questions now are, will they host? Will they be a two-seed somewhere? Still a lot of baseball and a lot of determining to do uh, before we get to next Monday. And we're excited about next Monday because myself, Chandler Honeycutt, and Mully will be here in the Pirate Radio studios for a selection show, watch-along, and a recap. So we'll be with you next Monday around noon. 
and we'll be watching the selection show with you and then taking your comments after everything is announced so uh man we got a fun fun week plus ahead because it is postseason time in baseball and that means uh you know pirates trying to make that quest to omaha for the first time ever could it be 2023 all right so um excited coming off the weekend shirley rhodes chan man how we doing in studio b doing good doing great we are uh i thought you were about to rhyme doing great doing Doing good doing great now it's time to regulate there you go all right um but no very uh very excited about winning the aac regular season over the weekend because it uh, you, you needed help, and East Carolina baseball got it. Just some wild stuff going on with Houston losing game one of their series to Cincinnati and East Carolina having to rally to uh. win game one. So you got that half game up on them, and now you're like, all right, let's just take care of business from here. Pirates were trailing the majority of game two of that series before the rally started. I was getting mad. They do lock down a win there. And Cincinnati is cruising in their game against Houston. Five-run lead, ninth inning, and they blow it. They blow the whole thing. So then it uh, does come down to Saturday. Pirates get going bright and early, 10.30 a.m. Go ahead and get a win and uh, clinch that baby so we can uh, celebrate all day Saturday. So uh, a bit unconventional the way East Carolina had to come back in those first two games of the series, but they do wrap it up and get a ring. Yeah, and uh, just very resilient this team is. And I, I, I was very mad. I was I was very mad on Friday uh, listening to the broadcast for the game because, I mean – you get the win. Cincinnati does their job, gets the win against Houston. And I uh, didn't like how we were coming out flat on Friday, but something got under the butts of those players on Friday, and they were able to rally and come back. And uh, then it looked like maybe, you know, we can – look, Cincinnati can win this game tonight, and then we don't have to worry. We're pretty much set to, to be the AAC regular season champs. But that didn't happen you had to get things done on saturday and they did uh seven to one what a dominating win for ecu and for the fourth straight year they are aac regular season champions and now the uh, work's not finished as they get to clearwater today or yesterday i should say and uh, have to do business this week and get a tournament championship and then hopefully we'll have some postseason baseball in greenville once again all right, let's uh, look at some numbers. East Carolina, as we look at the rankings, number 11 in the country, Baseball America poll. I like that. Number 15 in the country, D1 Baseball poll. Certainly will take that. They are number 12 in the country in the USA Today coaches poll. You want to be top 16, right? You want to host a regional, be one of those top 16. Looking at the polls, Pirates are there that's great but then you look at the rpi and where east carolina is and after the three wins this weekend the pirates dropped in the rpi and uh dropped all and continued to drop all the way down to 24 now in the rpi so we have seen that number go down because of the opponents uh, of the pirates the weak aac and also dependent upon what other teams east carolina has played has also done which included a, a couple of campbell losses over the weekend by the way uh but campbell did clinch the big south with a win <clears throat> over uc up usc upstate on a saturday but east carolina right now 41 and 15 and you start to look at it you need 
if you don't lose four wins to win the AAC tournament, will the committee keep out East Carolina as a host if they finish 45 and 14 with a regular season and a conference championship? That's going to be hard not it's gonna to. Be, that's going to be tough. That's going to be tough, Jeff. That's going to be very tough. 45 and 14 with two rings sounds really good and looks really good to a committee, especially for a team that already is in the committee's good graces with hosting regionals, with putting up big attendance figures. And I don't know, man. I I, I think it's still, it's still out there. The, that possibility is certainly still there for East Carolina to host uh, come, what, next weekend if East Carolina can run the table from here on out. Yeah, if ECU finishes the year 45-14, and 14, you have to look at the two rings, the record, and then Brian Bailey talked to Coach Gary Overton today on the Brian Bailey Show, Bailey at the Beach, and Bailey asked him about, you know, how, how much does atmosphere work into a committee making a decision? He said, well, indirectly it does, but directly it doesn't. So you look at a 45-14 and 14 record, you look at the two rings, you look at some of the atmospheres that East Carolina's had in the past and this year in Clark LeClaire Stadium. They've already had regional-like atmospheres. It's like prepping for the postseason in, in, in Clark LeClaire Stadium. So, um, yeah, that's going to be hard to keep the Pirates out from hosting if they can finish strong and get a uh, tournament championship under their belt. Let's see what's on your mind on this Monday. You can chime in with us on twitter or watch the show and be a part of the show on youtube and facebook our buddy pike says he has liked and he has listened uh, he listened to the brian bailey show and coach godwin at noon and is looking forward to this afternoon's program bb had a great show talking to cliff godwin coach o and also scooter rogers earlier today so uh that'll re-air at six you can also watch it at your leisure on uh, facebook and youtube or download it wherever you get your podcast jerry says hello to pirate nation hello jerry kaz said next monday should be fun kaz it will be fun uh, looking forward to being in here with chan man and molly for a selection show watch along on memorial day austin says wow. hey guys and shirley Hope you all are having a blessed Monday. Go forth and be blessed. Wow, Austin. Austin, that's very that nice of very you to say. very kind of you. Uh, it's very, and very, very kind of you to include Shirley on that. Maybe there is some beef that has been squashed. Very sweet. Very sweet of you, Austin. Uh, Jamie says, hopefully we can replicate whatever got under their butts, which Chandler was talking about things being under the baseball players' butts and it turned out to be a positive. Yes. We need to keep whatever, what they needed. whatever that is under their butts. You know, uh, Samuel Jackson in Jurassic Park said, hold on to your butts. Hold on to your butts. Which I was watching at uh, Tiebreakers on Saturday. Jurassic Park? Yeah, it was on one of the TVs. Really? I love Jurassic wow. Park. Uh, Jamie also said, with the jungle, the NCAA will look for ways to get them hosting, I'd hope. Yeah, maybe. I, I, Coach O had a good answer. You be uh, Bailey, I'll be Coach O. Ask me about ECU hosting as, as far as the crowds and stuff. And, and coach, look, when it comes to crowds and atmosphere, how much does that play into uh, into hosting a regional? Not directly, but indirectly. It's on the minds of the committee. And, and that sort of deal. <laughs> it's on the minds of the committee. I thought he answered it well. That Coach O said the committee will reward the team that earned it on the field. However, they are humans. 
and in the back of the minds they're thinking hey this place is gonna sell out you know be a, a good revenue builder which a lot of these hosting places are but you know if there's a, a tiebreaker in there somewhere ecu versus i don't know uconn or bc or whatever maybe maybe we get the tiebreaker because of the fans because of the interest and because the history of all that. and being hosts for several years now in a row so maybe yeah. that would play a factor in it newton says i'm here let's roll all right newt we're rolling tyler i will get to uh, your comment in just a moment steve hill says hello fellas and lady hello steve glad uh, all of y'all are here on a monday if you got a question for the players you can get those in and uh, we'll be talking to jacob jenkins cower coming up in just a moment lane hoover later in the show also josh moylan on our delcor players lounge all right so is that uh, oh we got more from ecu baseball we've got the conference awards and i thought that cliff godwin would not win the ac coach of the year because of what happened at wichita state with whatever went down between eric wedge and the shockers not that long before the start of the season they hire a, an interim coach bring him in and they're able to finish third in the league they sweep ecu so the coach of the year is not the best team really the best the, the coach of the best team it's more about overachieving so i was not shocked to see the shockers uh, coach win that award um no east carolina named player of the year or pitcher of the year or newcomer of the year but you did have three pirates on the first team all conference trey savage carter cunningham jacob jenkins coward you had a ton of pirates on the second team all conference Josh Groves, Carter Spivey, Justin Wilcoxon, Josh Moylan, Jacob Starling, Joey Barini, Luke Nowak. And you had the freshman lefty, Zach Root, on the all-conference team uh, for freshman all-conference. Uh, so what stands out to you, Chandler? To me, I'll say Jacob Jenkins-Cowart being first team with all that time missed. I was surprised. Yeah. Josh Moylan not being first team. I was surprised. I got to be honest, too. I'm not following all of these other players in the conference. I couldn't tell you who else is good in the conference as far as individual players. So my, if I am to gripe, it wouldn't be with all the information. So I'll go ahead and be upfront and honest about that. Uh, but the season Moylan had, I thought he would be good enough to be first team, but he was not. Um, what about you, Chandler? What stood out to you about these all-conference teams? And don't, I don't want people to get me wrong, but I, I think JJC is an outstanding player, and he was off to a hot start uh, for East Carolina. A lot of people maybe were wondering if he would have a sophomore slump coming into this year, but that was the complete opposite for JJC. He was hot. I mean, he was uh, – especially at the plate, he was uh, producing a lot for the Pirates, and he even had that three-home run game. Uh, against I can't remember who it was, but uh, then he had his incident. Then he had that injury that where he was out for what was it two weeks I think maybe. And to me, I don't think JJC has been the the same ever since. I mean, he's had, had some good time, good plays here and there, and good productive hits and stuff. But I was very surprised to see him from first team. And yeah. of course, on the tear that Josh Mullen's been on lately, surprised to not see him 
on the first team. So, um, was the three on run game against State? I want to say it was against NC State. Yeah, pretty sure. Um, it was. So, uh, but like I said, he's a great player, but just the struggle he's kind of been on lately. Uh, after that horrific injury, um, it was surprising to see him. I think he should be a second teamer. Um, I don't think he shouldn't be on any team uh, when it comes to all conference. But uh, but Josh Moreland's been really great, has especially been great ever since you kind of spoke it into the existence the other day. Uh, he's continued that even over the weekend in, uh, in South Florida. So I guess those are the two. Uh, those are the two surprising things from uh, from from the results today. But I did want to say that Lauren Hibbs is the coach of the year. We mentioned the coach of the year went to Wichita State's head coach. Uh, he's actually got some history at Wichita State, and he also has some history within the state of North Carolina. His name is Lauren Hibbs. Uh, he was the assistant at Wichita State from 85 to 92, and then he was the head coach at Charlotte from 1993 to 2019 before coming in into this basically a dumpster fire with the program at Wichita State and was able to uh, notch a uh, Coach of the Year award. So. Uh, I just saw somebody say congratulations to the former Charlotte baseball coach, Lauren Hibbs, and I looked him up, and he was there for quite a while uh, at Charlotte. All right. Um, Wrightsville Pirate says dealing Danny Bill deserves some recognition. Oh, absolutely. Chandler, I know you won't argue with that. You're no. a Danny Bill guy. Big Danny Bill guy. Al Glover says Lane Hoover not being defensive player of the year is BS. He definitely is on the all-defensive highlight team for 2023 jamie said he would have liked to have seen hoove on second team for what he brought offensively and defensively but otherwise no complaints um so yeah it's gripe season uh, if you have a gripe on the all aac teams you can uh, get those in but hey it is what it is pirates are trying to win rings at this point and not worry about the individual honors obviously um let's see a a few more baseball comments uh pike says i was surprised to see the rankings for coastal carolina i live in north myrtle beach but never hear anyone talking about their baseball team well college baseball and people around here will might find this odd but it's a niche sport i mean there's not a ton of uh, you have to search college baseball content obviously we talk about it all the time here at pirate radio and around greenville it is a massive massive huge deal but even at the the sec parks they're full but more people are talking about you know the spring game and what's coming up for their football teams than what's going on on the baseball diamond it's almost it's an afterthought at a lot of places but uh, we take it serious here and the results show that with another championship for the pirates okay a couple other things we'll get back to pirate baseball here in just a moment with uh jc jacob jenkins coward will join us live from clearwater florida but um want to discuss let's see tyler said how's that long snapping video looking all right so last thursday it was jamie from the youtube chat that said i watched chandler honeycutt's long snapping video on youtube and i was like jamie you need to evaluate your life you've got issues why are you watching this what are you doing so we looked it up it had 315 views this is a seven-year-old video rubio long snapping chandler honeycutt and we looked it up and we were like 315 let's try to get to like 
I said overnight I want to get to 320. I just yeah. want a few more views. It was four and a half. Let's go. Let's go 319 and a half. Let's get to 320. And it got up to 350 on Friday. So I was like, all right, let's get to like 375. Can we get, I mean, 400 will be a dream, but can we get to 375? So let's look at it post weekend. Chandler Honeycutt, long snapper, Rubio long snapping. I'm a former long snapper. That he is. You click on it now. Chandler Honeycutt, that video, 472 views. You're kidding me. 472. (laughs) It's up to 15 likes, and it's got more comments. Jason said, damn, I need to get a hold of his agent. Atticus said, is Frank Reich seeing this? (laughs) I've seen your video uh, with Coach Houston tagged. So, Chandler, 472 views. We're up 100 and, what I say, 100 and almost 60 views since Thursday. Mm-hmm. And why stop now? Let's keep that number going. Let's get it viral. And who knows? East Carolina had a 30-year-old punter. East Carolina or another. Why? I mean, forget ECU. I mean, Nick Saban. I mean, why? <laughs> I mean, Belichick. Bryce knows a lot of coaches. We talked to Gary McGinn, Warren Sabo. We could probably get you a tryout with a USFL or XFL team. I mean, what about a story? I know we we that'd be I, huge. That's one of the one of my favorite famous quotes. But actually, what about a story that would be to go from? I mean, we saw a great story over the weekend in golf. Why can we not see a great story in football? You could be the Michael Block of long snappers um i do have some audio i wanted to play let's hit michael block real quick so this is a a golf pro who earned a spot in the pga championship makes the cut and then on sunday sports are fake sports are rigged because there's no way this really happened on sunday at the 15th The fairy tale story gets better. A hard one for Michael Black. A hole in one. No, no, no way. No way. That's him talking. A hole in one. PGA Championship. Plays well enough to qualify for next year's PGA Championship. Has also received an invite to play in this weekend's PGA Tournament. Uh, Charles Schwab, I believe it is. Schwab. Charles Schwab. But, yeah, what a what a story Swab. that was. Michael Block. And I remember somebody saying – I remember the, the, the name – uh, we actually, I believe you, didn't you mention Block with Greeny on yeah. Friday? Every time I see a name at, near the top of the leaderboard, I, and I've never heard of him, I ask Greeny about him. I'm glad I brought his name up. Right. So, I mean, I, it's like that uh, we saw a name that we hadn't seen in a long time with DeChambeau, but there's there was that Block name that we hadn't heard of really ever. And um, then I, a buddy of mine was like, hey, have you heard about this guy that's like a, a golf pro at a country club or whatever? It's and then he was like, yeah, you got to check it out. It's a great story. So I tuned in late Sunday afternoon and watched the end of his round, and I was very uh, pleased. But that, that hole-in-one, that was that ball didn't bounce and roll in. It went it straight, went straight in. into the cup. Yeah. And That's his reaction was so just like, 
did that really just happen fake ball was um, dropped out of the sky and by the way what a great call by jim nance that seemed fake too oh it's all gosh. too the fairy tale. unbelievable to believe but it it happened it happened uh live on sunday and uh just uh an amazing story kind of like chandler honeycutt when he rises the ranks of uh the best long snapper in the united states it's gonna happen what about a story could you imagine me winning a super bowl <laughs> what if i just won a super bowl <laughs> super bowl champion chandler's going to disney world Jamie says, Clip mentioned Block. Um, you saw how well he did. Clip mentioned Moylan, and he played better. I'm not taking credit for Block. Just let me have the Moylan thing. I said he was going to heat up. I said he was going to be the hot guy down the stretch. He is. So, big whoop. It's not the first time I've done it. It won't be the last time I did it. Let's take a break. When, I'm surprised people haven't gone up to you in, like, grocery stores. And how said, do you know they haven't? Well... I, I guess I don't, but what I was going to say is, like, somebody random going up and saying, hey, my son's name is Billy Smith. Uh, he plays a little league. Can you talk about him on the radio? He's been in a slump. He had, he's He's been 0 for 10 the last 10 at-bats. Yeah, that actually did uh, happen this weekend, and I was like, Billy stinks. He is the worst little league player I've ever seen. Steps out every piece, scared of the ball. Uh, tell him to stick to academics. That's what I told that parent. Hey, just keep it honest, man. <laughs> Brooks wants me to mention Ajo. Yeah, we need some Sebastian Ajo. We need something. Uh, more on the Canes coming up later on this hour and in hour number three when Brooks Hill will join us to talk about the Canes down 2 nothing in their series to the Florida Panthers. But between them, we got a lot of baseball talk, and we'll kick it off with Jacob Jenkins Cowart live from Clearwater, Florida when we return Pirate Radio Live on a Delcor Players Lounge Monday after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Wood Ducks baseball is back. Single game tickets are now on sale, and you can get yours today by calling the front office at 252-643-5305. And you can visit them online at woodducksbaseball.com to check out schedules for games, giveaways, theme nights, and post-game fireworks. The Wood Ducks hope to see you out at historic Granger Stadium all season long. Go Woodies! Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live, here on a Delcor Players Lounge edition of Pirate Radio Live. If you have issues with your... Heating, cooling, plumbing. You can call the service professionals at Delcor, 321-8868, or visit DelcorInc.com, and the service professionals will take care of you. Joining us on the Pirate Radio Live line, just named first team All-AAC for 2023. He is JC, Jacob Jenkins-Coward, joining us on the show. Jacob, how you doing down there, man? 
Doing good. How about you? Doing great. Uh, nice weather here, but no beach here. So uh, a little bit better down there where you guys are. And we'll talk about the beach. We'll talk about baseball. But uh, first of all, congratulations on uh, winning the regular season. And it took three wins over South Florida to do it and uh, a little help from Cincinnati as well. So how about that series, Jacob? It's one game at a time. You know what you got to do. You guys find yourselves in a hole in game one and game two and are able to fight your way out out of it but then again you've been doing that a lot this season right uh, able to to come back when you guys get behind yeah um every day in the pregame meeting we talked about throwing the first punch and getting ahead early and taking stress off the pitchers but um as an offense we kind of failed at that early but uh the pitching kept us in a lot of tight games and uh, we were able to come through late with the offense how much were y'all keeping an eye on that houston cincinnati series over the weekend um we were watching, you know, team meal, like, you know, the coaches would be watching it on their phone or whatnot. But other than that, we were just kind of knowing we had to take care of business anyway. So as soon as we uh, saw them lose on Friday, we knew that uh, we controlled our own destiny and we just had to take care of business. Had a question on YouTube about uh, playing a team that, you know, you just beat three times. They uh, are fighting for their postseason lives. East Carolina will be playing postseason baseball. It's just a matter of where uh, at this point. So you, you guys still have uh, more goals ahead of you, including winning this AAC championship. But what's it like, uh, you know, playing a team on Tuesday you just saw for three games? Yeah, I mean, um, it's hard to beat a team four times in a row, no matter who they are. So um, we, we kind of have an idea of uh, how it's going to be. We're just going to have to go uh, take care of business and play our brand of baseball. Jacob, uh, first team all-conference, uh, and, and we were surprised just because all the time you missed this year with uh, with the injury that you suffered. Uh, how about when you got that news? Congratulations. And uh, were you surprised at all, or, or did you feel that was coming your way? Um. Yeah, I was a little bit surprised, um, a pleasant surprise. Um, but you know, I did. I, I think I only. I think I only missed one and a half weekends of conference play. So I played one game against UCF before the injury. So I, I get what you're getting there. But uh, no, it was, it was a good feeling. Um, you know, a lot of guys. Should have been first team. Should have been second team. I think, you know, my my teammates really really picked us up this year. I think we had a lot of guys. We could have had the whole team on uh, on the team. So yeah, and then Jacob on that injury, a uh, a horrific injury, and uh, and just something that you don't wish upon your your worst enemy. You're able to come through it and and man you uh i don't know how, how did you it, it happened really fast with the injury and then you go into surgery not too long afterwards so it, it all happened pretty quickly and then it's just a matter of recovering and getting back on the field and it seemed like you uh you had that typical jc uh i don't know spirit about you a sense of humor about you and you were able to get through it how tough was that for you though when it when it all transpired <laughs> yeah it uh it came at me fast, but I, you know, the pain kind of put it in slow motion. Um, yeah. The injury happened around in between six and seven o'clock, and I had surgery at midnight. So, um, the doctors, you know, they had to be quick to act. So, um, but you know, the recovery process wasn't terrible. My teammates uh, and my family and coaches they did a really good job. Uh, 
looking out for me, keeping me comfortable. So uh, made it easier to get back on the field quicker. And you know, you suffer it at the plate. You're able to get to first during that at bat. You're able to uh, to get all the way to second uh, during that uh, th- that time. And then you're feeling more discomfort. And at that point, was it just like, all right, this uh, this thing's not going away? I think all males have suffered something below the belt before. And you know, you, you kind of take a minute. Uh, you go through that that sh- sharp, severe pain, and and it goes away. I guess it just wasn't going away for you, right? Yeah, I got, uh, when I got to second, it was more dizziness. Um, mm. my, you know, the pain was still there, but it was it was starting to go away. I think it was starting to just go numb. Um, but I got to second, and I was very lightheaded. And then called time, the trainer, and trainers came out to see me again and uh, moved on. I was like, all right, let me just finish the inning and see how I feel. And then uh, rounding third, that in that inning i knew right time to go sit down yeah well uh you're standing up now jamie on youtube asking if you're 100 uh, percent healthy uh are you jc you feeling good yeah 100 good to hear you're joined on that first team by trey savage and carter cunningham and uh i have not got a chance to to talk to carter but a guy that you know entered the transfer portal and and came out the same door he entered and and stayed at East Carolina and how about that story, JC? Uh, what can you say about Carter and and his performance this year, uh, really rising to the occasion for the Pirates? Yeah, he he's he's our he's one of he's probably the leader of our uh, position player group. Um, he, he's very vocal, very um, very good leader, and you know he uh, had some struggles last year and had an uncertain or a uncertain situation where he's gonna, whether he's going to be back or not uh, but he ended up coming back and just bet on himself and here we, here we are today it's it a really good story Jacob Jenkins Coward joining us inside the Pirate Radio, or not inside the Pirate Radio Studios, live in Clearwater. We had a question about beach time. I guess uh, Coach Godwin talked about that with Brian Bailey earlier on the Brian Bailey Show. Christian said, question for the players, is it one hour per day on the beach or one hour on the days you don't have games? What's your your beach access like down there, JC? It is uh, one hour on days that we don't play or after the game if we win, if we lose no beach. I also heard if you lose two in a row, you have to bus back home. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, it's not lose two in a row. It's if we go two and out, if we lose the first two games. Right, right, right. Okay, if you don't win a game, if you lose the first two, you're uh, you're busting home. So I like that. If you get rewarded with rings and things like that, if you win and beach time, if you lose, uh, well, there's a punishment, it appears. Yeah, it's, uh, if we go two and out, we're not – sitting around having a vacation waiting on the charter <laughs> he wouldn't let that happen uh jc you're uh obviously looking forward to to south florida and then what comes after that how much are you how much do you guys think about the the thought uh, the possibility of hosting are you looking around are you scoreboard watching at all or is it just all about what you can control at this point yeah exactly what you said there we're not really looking around uh we're do our best to stay off social media because nobody really knows anything. They just think, you know, they think they do. Um, you know, projections usually ne- are never right. So what we're doing right now is controlling what we can control, and we're going to try and go out and win four games in a row, and then we'll figure it out. 
Uh, got to be a pretty nice bonding trip for you guys, right? You you head on hit the road for South Florida. You stayed there in Clearwater, so uh, a lot of team bonding here at the end of the year. Uh, how, how's it going for you guys? You guys have to be upbeat after uh, what transpired in Tampa, I would imagine. Oh yeah, we're yeah we have we always have a really good time down here. Um, the coaches do a good job of really letting us like you know we all have our same roommates, but we we do a good job interacting with the whole team and doing a lot of team stuff so it's really good jamie says uh he didn't see the team celebrate a ton with the conference championship after saturday's game is that because that's one of many goals uh you maybe got bigger fish to fry down the line jc yeah and i think um it's, it's expected of us at this point you know we're we're consistently at the top of the american athletic conference and you know that, that's one of our goals win 40 plus games win the ac regular season championship so we we got a couple more goals to go, but that's uh, second on the totem pole. I talked to uh, texted with Brian Packard over the weekend. It was cool to see him as part of the celebration there on Saturday. And Jacob, you've seen this now with your couple of years here in the ECU program. It is a, a family. It is a culture, uh, a true program where former players are welcomed in. And uh, you've probably seen a lot of those guys throughout uh, your couple of years here at ECU. But how cool was that to see Brian Packard as part of the uh, celebration the other day? Yeah, it was it was really nice to have him. He's in the dugout uh, for the whole game, and there was another player that was there. Oh God, former shortstop, mm. Nick Bar- Nick Barber. Oh, okay, yeah. He was he he made an appearance as well. So, you know, it was really good to see everybody. I mean, yeah, you know, it's how it's going to be when 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 we leave. So, it's always going to be a family. Jacob Jenkins Coward joining us. You guys had practice earlier today. What's the uh, rest of your day looking like? I uh, went and ate with some teammates and then came back to the room and took a nap right before I got on the phone with you. So we'll figure it out after this. All right. Sorry we woke you up. You can uh, catch some more Z's now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, yeah. and when you get back in town, I'm telling you, man, if you don't come pick up this autographed Dale Murphy jersey, I'm taking it. Like I, I was kind of <laughs> joking before, but seriously, like I want it. So. Yeah, I'm going to have to come get it. Come scoop it up. JC, great to talk with you, man. Good luck this week, and we'll catch up with you again down the road, man. All right, thank you. See you, bud. There it is. Jacob Jenkins Coward joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Pirates and Bulls go at it. Yes, once again, coming up on Tuesday. It'll be 47 minutes after the completion of Game 1, which will get underway at 9 o'clock. So we're looking at about, you know, quarter to one ish something like that perhaps for a start time for tuesday keep getting your questions in uh we got lane hoover coming up in about 20 minutes we got josh moylan coming up at five o'clock so we'll uh, get those questions out to the players on the delcor players lounge let's uh take a break we'll come back We'll talk a little Canes, a little more Pirate Baseball, whatever else is on your mind. We'll wrap up hour number one here on Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself 
when you can be a pirate. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Order Jersey Mike subs on the mobile app and get delivery right to your home or save time and order ahead to skip the line to pick up from your nearest Jersey Mike sub location. Jersey Mike's a sub above. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is Clip Rock. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live, Delcor Players Lounge, Monday edition of the show. East Carolina and South Florida, Tuesday in the AAC tournament. If the Pirates win, we'll have a watch along coming your way on Thursday at 1 o'clock with a special guest. I'll go ahead and mention it. David K. David Kasaganai. Kasaganai. Kasaganai will join us if the Pirates win on Tuesday. So that is what is on the line. A fun watch along. Uh, Thursday at 1 o'clock if the Pirates win. So the ball is in their court or in their diamond, however you want to put it, uh, for a potential watch-along. We definitely will have one for you next Monday, Memorial Day, as we'll be watching the selection show and taking your thoughts, comments, phone calls, if you want to get those in. Uh, We'll have fun next Monday, myself, Chan Man, and Mully in the Pirate Radio studios. East Carolina... um, now looking at rpi things like that another team that is going to need to uh to win their conference tournament in the big west is long beach state they have an rpi of 77 they were 11 and 11 on the road this year three of those wins coming at clark leclerc stadium i think that's one of the reasons why they like clark leclerc stadium so much another reason is the atmosphere the jungle in fact they put together a video asking the players on the team their favorite road venue this year and the answer was overwhelming surely what'd they say my favorite place to play this year was definitely east carolina definitely the jungle ecu Uh, my favorite place to play was ecu my favorite place to play was hawaii favorite place to play this year was east carolina Favorite place to play is the Juice Jungle ECU. Favorite place I played this year was Angel Stadium. Uh, probably Hawaii. UC Riverside. ECU. My favorite place to play was ECU. My favorite place to play this year was at Irvine. Probably East Carolina. Reno, Nevada, the Ramada Inn. Uh, favorite place to play this year is probably ECU. Shout out the Jungle. There it is. I'm gonna say ECU. I did get to pitch against Georgetown. All right. There's some of the Long Beach State players. Angel Stadium, Hawaii? Uh, No, ECU, the overwhelming favorite road trip for Long Beach State. We need to send that to the committee ASAP and say, hey, we like playing here. Other teams like playing here. We're giving sandwiches to Quinnipiac guys and... Hot dogs. Yeah. Who was the team... um, was it norfolk state who came here coppin state coppin state chandler thank you that's why you're the best in the biz and they were literally out there in the jungle tailgating with the jungle and with megaphone in hand yes during ecu games an opponent in our regional last year <laughs> had a megaphone and was eating at the tailgate for the jungle so shout out to the jungle for uh for having that impact on opposing players a long-lasting impact much like brandon manning absolutely name that sound hall of famer all right uh one more piece of audio i have that i want to play here in hour number one is an unfortunate one god i didn't know keith kachek's keith what's his name kachuk kachuk had a kid 
and his kid is terrorizing the Hurricanes in overtime. Really? Their nightmare. It happened again on Saturday night. Sure. And let's hear it. Markov wins the draw. There's Montour. Bad advantage for the Panthers. Burns and Bennett come together. Bennett with the puck. Bennett cross ice. Kachuk scores! He does it again! Matthew Kachuk, a minute 51 seconds into overtime. A quick exit down the runway. Kachuk ties an NHL record with his third overtime goal of these playoffs. Kachuk. Heartbreak City. Keith Jr., a.k.a. Matthew. And has that got to be the song they play? Turn that music off! What would you play? Oh, it's like in regionals when they kept playing Whoop, There It Is for all the home runs, even the opposing team ones. And I was like, we got to stop this. We can't do this, guys. What are we doing here? Uh, Yeah, I don't know what you would want to hear. I guess just complete silence. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Just uh, let the game end. Let fans leave. No need to hit the tequila. Tequila. (laughs) Hurricanes lose. That's a Panthers winner. 2-0 series lead for the Florida Panthers as they head home tonight in South Beach for Game 3. And that'll be coming up at 8 o'clock tonight. Is it still on TNT? I believe it is. And it is. So that's uh, coming up tonight. Game 3 of that series. Getting down to must-win time for the Panthers. It is indeed must-win time for the Lakers as we look at the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dub Buck. Dub Buck. Uh, Lakers down 3 nothing in their series to the Nuggets. And Denver can close it out tonight. And how about that deplorable performance by the Celtics last night? What was that? Dude, I, I they just don't seem like their head's in it. 128 to 102. If your head's not in it, then, then what are you doing? It's the Eastern Conference Finals. I mean, you play to win the game. Thank you, Herm. I, it's just despicable. I mean, if I'm a Celtics fan, I, I've never been a burn the jersey guy, but... I might be taking my Tatum jersey out back at this point. God, how dude? I think this was over the weekend. But like, how big of an idiot is Grant Williams? <laughs> how uh, big well, of an idiot yeah. is number twelve Grant Williams? That was my initial thought, and it's still my thought. But you know, you you want everybody to to have that attitude. It's just one guy, Grant Williams. He's, if everybody had that attitude, maybe they'd win a game this series. Right. Had some sort of fight. But but no, you're right. I mean, why would you poke Jimmy Butler? Yeah. <laughs> it is asinine. And a guy who's been hot all playoff long. Yeah. All playoff long. But the Heat are getting performances from uh, Gabe Vincent had 29 points. Um you had Duncan Robinson with what twenty two last night, yeah, and former for, former Hornet is it Caleb Caleb or Cody? Uh, Let's say it I is Caleb Martin. Caleb Martin had eighteen. All of them scoring more than Jimmy Butler last night. So Jimmy Butler had sixteen points last night. Bam out of bio only had thirteen points. If I told you Jimmy Butler had sixteen, Bam had thirteen, you would take that. What if I told you the Heat scored one hundred and twenty eight points? 
only 29 of them coming they scored 99 points uh that weren't jimmy butler's or bam out of bios so they uh, have a three nothing series lead all right so if the heat and the nuggets make the finals there's going to be a quite a bit of history there because if you remember Jokic pushing Markeith Morris and there being a big scuffle okay yeah so and I think Jimmy Butler was a part of that too kind of yapping at Joker I like you Chandler that's veteran journalist right there looking for storylines so that's good stuff I think that I think that matchup will be fun to watch and both of those teams right now look like they're going to be heading to the finals how about this Lakers, if they lose tonight, they're done. Celtics lose tomorrow night, they're done. That would be the 23rd of May. The finals begin on Thursday, June the 1st. We're talking about a week plus with nothing going on. Mm. Like the the NBA just getting lost in the shuffle completely. But that's the way it's set up. They're going to start the first no matter what. So that would be a a long layoff without games yeah i mean the build-up for the that matchup will be huge too and i guess media uh, i don't know how big of a media <laughs> thing they really, have for, they'll try but yeah but like you, you know super bowl they have the media row but like they'll have you know they'll be talking about it and potentially that matchup so but yeah that's a long that's a long layoff if that happens but both teams need to win and sweep all right um also as we go to break michigan is without their assistant director of football recruiting. I don't know if anybody saw this story. Uh, Schimbeckler is a famous name in Michigan in the football world. Uh, the son of Bo Schimbeckler, Glenn Schimbeckler, has stepped down um, from Michigan because he had social media posts basically saying uh, slavery, <laughs> slavery was a positive. Good God. Um, suggesting that slavery and Jim Crow had the positive effect of strengthening black individuals and families. So, wow, <laughs> he's an idiot. Yeah, that's what you call absolute foolery. Not only am I, I going to have these thoughts, I got to get them out there to people, <laughs> man. I got something to say. What an idiot! And so, uh, yeah, he no longer has his job at Michigan. Rightfully so. All right, so. They'll try to. Uh, this won't affect the ECU game. I think they have their unless players start to leave, unless more coaches have these thoughts and players look at them with a side eye like what, huh? But Glenn Schimbeckler, no longer employed at Michigan. All right, let's take a break. When we return, Lane Hoover will join us on the show. If you got a question for Lane, you can get it in on Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube, and we'll pass it along to Big Who. That's on the way. More Pirate Radio Live, Delcor Players Lounge Monday. Back after this.
listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you have real estate questions about buying or selling residential or commercial properties? Are you curious about the current real estate market? Or do you need a property manager for rental houses? ECU alum Scott Harris with REMAX and SD Harris Properties can help answer every question you have and show you a stress-free real estate experience that will be memorable and enjoyable. If you have a real estate question, Scott has answers. Call Scott Harris today at 347-1857. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. All right. Uh, potential news that could be a positive for former Pirate quarterback Holden Aylers. Uh, the NFL owners have approved a rule today that allows team to designate an emergency quarterback on game day, and it will not go against the 53-man roster. So it will be you can have your two quarterbacks dressed out, and then I, I guess an extra emergency quarterback if needed to play. Um, so now you know you can have that third quarterback available so you won't have i think we had what christian mccaffrey playing some qb and yeah i immediately thought about that niners eagles game in the playoff game last year the broncos a few years ago had to play a receiver at quarterback for a game a regular season game so just uh, to try to avoid that we've got all these qbs on rosters and practice squads and things like that we might as well let them play in games and not have those situations moving forward so that is a um that proposal has been approved by nfl owners all right let's uh talk more ecu baseball as big hoove lane hoover joins us on the pirate radio live line live from clearwater florida lane how you doing man i'm doing good clip good to be on here and uh hope everyone's doing good doing well we are we wish we had uh some beach outside of our windows but we don't but uh hopefully you guys will get a lot of beach time this week that means you'll be winning uh down there in clearwater florida so uh lane what's uh your day been like today i know you guys had practice earlier what's the uh, rest of the day and the evening going to be like for you yeah yeah we had practice uh this morning around um 10 30 i believe and then um came back in the hotel got a shower um, and I ate lunch with um, Bobby Saylor and um, Bobby's dad, Mark. Ate with I ate with them. Um, so um, we had a good lunch. It was a little bit of Mexican food. All right, 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 right here down the street. And um, got me some Killwinds ice cream after that. That was pretty good, like always. And um, for the rest of the day, yeah, yeah, I'm chilling right now. Um, and then we'll give me some supper and um, hang hang out with some of the guys after. All right, a lot of eating, Lane. Don't eat too much while you're down there. What's your uh, your go-to Mexican dish at a Mexican restaurant? Um, I'm a big chimichanga guy. <laughs> All right. My ground beef chimichanga stuff. Um, yeah, that's what I like. Can't beat it. Good stuff. Lane, uh, I got some intel. I heard now AMAC makes a lot of plays over at third. I heard AMAC made a play at a Rays Brewers game on a Christian Yelich fly ball. Is that true? Yeah, yeah we um, – yeah, I, we went with my parents, um, and then it was me, Amac, um, Jordan Little, and um, who am I missing? Um, yep, yeah, Connor Rasmussen. Um, we went down and watched the Tampa Bay Rays versus the Brewers, and um, yeah, Yelich was throwing 
you know, uh, throwing balls out about every inning after he, he warmed up before um, every inning. And, um, yeah, he threw one to AMAC. So, uh, yeah, that was pretty cool. <laughs> AMAC, like a little kid out there playing catch with uh, with Christian Yelich. That's awesome. Glad you got to see uh, some big league action while you're there in Florida Lane and uh, well-deserved after three wins in Tampa, Florida. And once again, uh, Lane, you, you said it before, you don't plan it this way. You don't like to get down 3 nothing in every game. But that was the case in the first two games of that series. Uh, but you guys were able to fight back and win it. Yep. I mean, you know, our, our pitching uh, kept us in it. And, um, you know, was able to get our offense going and um, able to get the job done. Yeah, we've seen some great uh, bullpen pitching performances from the team, the starters too, but you've seen Wyatt Lunsford-Shankman come in at, at times and pitch very well, Jake Hunter, and uh, lately, uh, how about Danny Beal and the job he's been able to do to to give you those bullpen innings and, and keep your offense in the game? Yeah, I mean, yeah, Danny's been awesome. Um, he's been a spark, spark plug coming out of that bullpen, and um, the amount of innings he's actually been able to rack up, you know, throughout the game. You know, it was really big for us, and it actually did help save the bullpen, you know, some. So, um, yeah, yeah, he's, he's been doing a really good job. Talking to Lane Hoover, joining us live from Clearwater, Florida, as East Carolina gets ready for South Florida again. And we were asked in the chat, Lane, about taking on really everybody in the conference who you've had success against or maybe teams like Wichita and Houston who you want another crack at. But what's it like playing a team you just beat three times? you got to face them again on Tuesday. They're fighting for their postseason lives, so you know they're coming out uh, wanting to beat you guys, and you guys are trying for win number four in a row. What's that like kind of mentally for you guys? Right. I mean, um, yeah, they're they're going to be ready to go because, like you said, their, their season's going to be on the line. And, um, yeah. Like you said, it is hard to be a team four times in a row, but um, we're just going to, you know, go out there and focus on what we can do. And, um, you know, we, we want to be the aggressor, you know, start the game, but you never know. That's how baseball goes. And, um, yeah, we're, we're going to be ready to go. And, um, you know, we're looking forward to it. And, Lane, uh, I know you guys have a – a checklist and i believe you guys talk about it but whether you do or not you've got that list of things you want to accomplish during a season one of those win the regular season championship in the american you can check that one off uh but somebody pointed out i think it was jamie that he didn't notice a huge celebration on saturday is that because you've got more things to do uh down the line on that checklist right um i mean we winning the regular season conference you know it, it is hard to do um and to do it, you know, consistently over the past, you know, past years, you know, that's, you know, it's hard to do. And it's an incredible accomplishment. But, you know, like you said, we have more goals in mind. And, um, you know, we're, you know, we're, we're happy that we won the conference. But um, the job's not done. Lane, a uh, question from Jamie. Uh, what are the pros and cons of hitting leadoff and, and batting later or ninth in the lineup? Uh, give me a, a pro for each, if you can. What, what's the pros for hitting right out of the gate? And then uh, are there any for hitting later in the lineup? Yeah. Um, yeah, a pro for, would be, you know, leading off. You know, you get to see what the pitcher is like. So, you know, that then you can come back and uh, communicate that to the rest of the guys in the lineup and, you know, you know what you're seeing and then honestly it's almost the exact opposite <laughs> you know for being in the nine hole um you can learn from the bats um that's been in front of you um and uh see what they've been seeing 
Um, so, yeah, that's a couple of, pro- of pros for uh, for that. Lane Hoover joining us. Lane, uh, well, question. I, I said we should send Cincinnati an edible arrangement after what they did uh, on Thursday, but I took that back after Cincinnati lost to Houston. But you guys were able to beat the Bearcats six times this year. They were able to to give you a little bit of help knocking off Houston in a game. So uh, you're going to be sending those guys any thank you cards or anything? <laughs> yeah, um, I know. it was a uh, it was good that. Um, they uh, they had won a game for us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, nah, I don't guess not. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't guess not. <laughs> uh, Robert asking how this week's preparation is different as opposed to the regular season, and that's a good question, Lane. You you get to know that field a little bit and and practice on it, play on it, but maybe not as much time as you would in a normal week. So so what is the prep work like at uh, in Clearwater for the conference tournament as opposed to the uh, the regular season when you guys play? Yeah, um, you know, it's really not that much different. Um, you do, when you come down here and practice, you only get, I think, um, I want to say 45 minutes to practice. So what, whatever you want to get in, um, you got to get it in pretty fast. So, um, you know, we'll take a really quick BP, and then um, we'll get, it, get over there and get on the field, um, take some pop flies, you know, and then the infield will do their thing. The outfield will um, – hit ball, you know, get hit balls off the walls, you know, see how that is. And, um, you know, you know, whatever, what's the wind doing and, um, how hard is the wall, you know, to jump off the, does the ball jump, hit the wall and jump back really hard. And, um, yeah, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, you get a shorter practice time down here. So it's, uh, it's, it's not really been, you know, too much different, just, you know, less, less practice time. Lane Hoover joining us, Delcor Players Lounge, Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Lane, I ask you about the good and the not so good. Uh, I want to ask you about the the ball that unfortunately dropped between you and Luke Nowak. And, you know, you've talked about the, the great catches you've made this year and, and the communication in the outfield. What happened on that particular play uh, in the Campbell game where that ball dropped, unfortunately? Yeah. Um, yeah, it was just, it was pretty simple. It was just a little bit of miscommunication. Um, you know, I was, uh, I was shifted a little bit more towards right center, you know, and the ball was hitting left center. And, um, you know, when the ball went up, I, I, I could, it kind of looked like to me, I, I couldn't get to it right away. Um, so I told, I told Novak, Novak, I yelled it really loud. And I said, I was like, take it, Novak, take it. And, um, not sure if you heard me or not. Yeah. Um, yeah, but. Yeah, that's the way it goes. Um, yeah, it's a little bit of miscommunication, but we took care of it, and, um, you know, it ain't going to happen again. And what a game that was. It stunk that you guys came out on the losing end of it, but Moylan's home run and the dramatic uh, late-inning comeback and all that just, uh, I don't know, made for a, a fun night. Unfortunately, result was not what you wanted. And then I saw somebody after that say, man, how does the team bounce back from this? It's like, have you watched this team? They always bounce back from from losses like that. So it, it is impressive how you guys are able to, to shake it off and, and put more wins on the board after you do lose a game like that. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, that was a big offensive game, you know, for both teams. Um, and, you know, as for fans, that's, <laughs> that's what you want to see in a game, a big offensive game. And, um, it was, uh, it was a really, really, really enjoyable game. And, um, uh, yeah, like, you know, I wish we could have came up on top, but, you know, that's the, the way baseball goes. And, um, but yeah, 
yeah, that was a that was a really really fun game to be a part of. Lane Hoover joining us, Pirate Radio Live Line, live from Clearwater. Uh, good question. I'm not a very good reporter, but Eric uh, is asking all the right questions. Lane, uh, what flavor ice cream did you get earlier today? Um, so I got um, it was a the, the place is called Killwinds, and it was like a Killwinds special. I got the Killwinds tracks. It's like um, very similar to uh, I think Moose tracks mm-hmm. it has a little bit of you know chocolate and. Uh, and stuff like that in it good deal good deal lane what do you think about uh cliff godwin's punishment for you guys if you lose the first two games of the tournament you're gonna have to bus home that's gonna make you play a little harder right <laughs> yeah yeah it will um <laughs> you know you know as a team you want to uh you know for me i i want to earn it so I, I don't i don't think that's a bad bad uh you know idea yeah so, um yeah so yeah i mean if we go to and out you know i would agree i mean you know you get what you earn you know so uh yeah yeah let's just let's just win win some ball games (laughs) there you go and lane uh hopefully you can win and then you'll have time to show off the beach bod you uh you looking forward to getting out there on the beach that's exactly right i'm looking um i'm in my room right now looking outside (laughs) the beautiful beach it's uh very beautiful out there all right, there you go. Lane Hoover hoping to get some uh, some beach time after W's, Pirates, and South Florida will go at it coming up on Tuesday. If they win, they'll play Thursday at 1 o'clock, and we won't talk about the alternative. We'll just mention they play Thursday at 1 if they win tomorrow. Uh, Jamie has a question. Uh, what was more stressful last year having to win so many games in a row after a tough start uh, or this year having to go wire to wire to win the regular season championship. I don't know, did it remind you at all last year, Lane? You go on that long winning streak last year, and this year you have to win out against South Florida. Was you know was it pressure? What was that feeling like for you here at the end of the year? Yeah, um, I would say you know to be honest, more so this year. I think it was um, a little bit more stressful for this year because. Um, you know, you really want to win the conference, you know, conference championship because um, it's one of our goals. And, you know, I, yeah, I just felt like, you know, this year was a little bit more stressful. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, we, we got the job done and we got it, you know, we got it done this year and last year. Um, so um, hopefully we can keep on going. But, yeah, I would say this year was, you know, a little bit more, you know, stressful going through it. Lane, what's it like having uh, former Pirates there, Brian Packard? Uh, Jacob told us Nick Barber was there as well. And I'm sure you see guys throughout the regular season come back, whether they be working out or just hanging out. It's, uh, it's a big Pirate family, and uh, it's really cool to see. And uh, this year, Pack and Barber were able to, to witness the championship with you guys. Yeah, yep. And, uh, you know, being, me being a fifth-year or whatever I am, <laughs> um, I was able to play with uh, Packard and Nick Barber. And um, you know, they they were they were guys that I looked up to um when they were on the team and um yeah, they're they're pretty successful right now and um yeah, I believe uh, Matt Bridges and Cam Colmore, they were there the last home uh weekend season. Yeah. Um so uh yeah, it's good to see everybody. Um and especially when you play with them, you know. You know, you're 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 really good friends with them. So, um yeah, it was really good. Really good to see them. Hoove, we've had uh, at least a couple people 
kind of lament the fact that you did not make a all-conference team and uh, thought you'd at least be second team for your offensive and defensive performances this year. Um, you know, you're in it for the team and uh, and all of that, but I don't. Were you surprised at all? You didn't make a, a list this year postseason. Um, honestly, nah, <laughs> not, not really surprised. Um, you know, I, you always want to, you know, put your best foot forward. Um, but you get give it all you got, and I do give it all I got. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, there was times where I, you know, struggled this year, but you know, there's been times where you know I've came through for the team, and um, yeah, no, nah, I'm not really surprised, but you know, that's you know, that's nothing I'm really worried about. You know, all I do, all I want to do is win. <laughs> yeah. So for me, yeah, I'm not, I'm not surprised, but you know, it don't really matter, you know, that much to me. And Lane, you like propping up your teammates. Good to see uh, JC, and, and we talked about Carter Cunningham uh, with him. I, I'll have you talk about Luke Nowak, a, a guy that came in to pinch run some in 2022, and we kind of heard his name, and this year uh, made a, a name for himself on the field. How, how about the season, kind of the breakthrough year he had for the Pirates this year? Yeah, I mean, you know, Nowak, you know, he can do a little bit, of, you know, a little bit of everything. Um, you know, I think he, I think he has like. 18 stolen bases on the year. I mean, the man, he can get a, he gets a hit in clutch moments, you know, um, he can get you a bunt down. He can play some good defense. Um, but yeah, so yeah, Nowak, um, it's really been good to see Nowak, you know, do what he does. And, you know, he's been doing good this year. And, you know, I could tell, you know, when he got here that he's going to be successful here. And, um, he's doing that. Well, here's another person that's complaining about you not being on those all-conference teams, and that's uh, your mom, Julia Hoover. She said she would choose you on her team every single time, Lane. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad she said something, Lane, because it reminds me. I got to ask you about the Hoover family jungle jumps. So we had your dad. Let's start with his. How, how did you rate his jungle jump from uh, last Saturday? Um, I mean, I'll get, I'll get, the effort's there, um, you know, running out there, you know, it, it kind of looked like it took a lot out of him. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long run, man. The jump is one thing. The run is a whole different ball game. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think his, you know, his athletic days are probably behind him. Um, but, uh, I'll give it a good, you know, three out of 10. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Well, let's go to, to Mama Hoof. She threw out the first pitch. And, man, when she took off, uh, I couldn't believe it. She And and you talk about effort. Uh, she went all-out effort on it. The execution was – I'll let you speak on that. But uh, what, what do you think, Lane? What about Mama Hoof's jungle jump? Yeah. Um, I'll give her a uh, – I'll give her a, at least a 6.5 out of 10 because, you know – she threw out a good first pitch, and I don't know what she was doing with them those dance moves before the game or before her pitch. And then, yeah, her running and uh, doing the best she could. Um, yeah, I give her six point five, um, but I really, I really don't know where I got my hops from. Hair so, <laughs> looks like. So yeah, not real sure on that. Yeah, I uh, love the effort. Um, yeah, like you, the Hoover maneuver. You said the hips don't lie, but uh, I don't know those. I, all the moms were going off out there. It was, I believe, Miss Spivey with the cartwheel, right? Yep, it was. Um, yeah, yeah, that was a little surprising to 
seniors. <laughs> the mamas finally got their time to shine, and they took full advantage of it. So it was great to see. Lane, uh, good luck, man. We'll let you get back to just kind of chilling, hanging out, and then you go to uh, work tomorrow on the baseball field as ECU takes on South Florida. Lane, uh, hopefully we'll catch up with you later on this year, but been fun to chat with you all year, man. Yep. Thanks, Cliff. I appreciate it. Y'all have a good rest of the day. You do the same. There is Big Hoover, Lane Hoover, joining us, Pirate Radio Live Line Live from Clearwater, Florida, for the AAC tournament. All right, we will take a time out. We'll come back and Double B, Brian Bailey, joins us from Clearwater. We will talk about uh, Pirate Baseball and more as he joins us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Jamie says, great job, Hoover's parents, well raised, no doubt about that. And, uh, gotten to talk to i've met jacob jenkins coward's mom who called jacob a big goober i met garrett sailor's mom and garrett well-behaved young man Uh, all these pirate families have done a great job uh with these boys and uh been fun to get to know them get to talk to them all very very polite young men and uh make it easy for us here at pirate radio all right we'll take a time out bb joins us when we return after this You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Greenville Utilities Neighbor to Neighbor Program provides help for those who need temporary assistance with their utility costs and you can make a difference. Your tax-deductible donation can be added to your GUC bill each month, or you can make a one-time donation, and GUC will match all donations up to $20,000 each year. Consider helping a neighbor with GUC's Neighbor to Neighbor program. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. All right. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Uh, Julia Hoover said, thanks, Pirate Radio. Clip, I will never unfollow you. I think you are a good dude. (laughs) (laughs) um i don't blame you if you would choose to unfollow me or like cliff godwin did mute me it's probably best for both sides but um appreciate that oh nice chandler made a uh a quote tweet on uh twitter about the lane hoover interview about uh denny hoover's jungle jump the effort was there i'll give him a three out of ten i thought it was a very low score because he was able to get up there I don't know if he necessarily cleared the wall but he was able to to get over the wall and really you got to factor in the run to the fence like it is a long long journey out there especially if you're coming for the pitcher's mound yeah you're going yeah exactly i mean that is a it's quite a jaunt so i give the uh hoovers a lot of credit for the jumps they did and lane certainly um has the hops because he is not the tallest man on the team but he can get over that wall. So, uh, going to miss the Hooves. Great family. And uh, hopefully more baseball to be played. And I didn't get Jamie's final question in to Lane about, uh, he said, hope you didn't you didn't play your last game in the, uh, at the jungle. But if you did, what's your fondest memory there? So, hopefully, 
uh, we will uh, have more Hoove in Clark LeClaire Stadium. For that to happen, I think East Carolina might need to run the table in the AAC tournament, which would be four victories in a row. And that would put their record, folks, at 45 and 15. It's tough to leave out a team hosting that's 45 and 15 that wins their conference and the conference tournament. Pike says we need to get the likes up. And Pike, you aren't wrong. I'll say that. We've got 17 more viewers on YouTube than we have likes. So, folks, if you haven't already, click that thumb. Please do the same on Facebook as well. Let's get those likes up. Let's get the subs up. And uh, let's all go home with smiles here on a Monday. We still got Josh Moylan coming up in about 30 minutes, live from Clearwater. Also, Brooks Hill will join us to talk Canes and Panthers Game 3. But right now, we go back out live to Clearwater, Florida. And talk to BB, Brian Bailey, who joins us on the Pirate Radio Live line, getting ready for the AAC Tournament. Bailey, how you doing today? A little hot, but we're doing okay. Good to hear, good to hear. And uh, the Pirates are hot. Three straight wins going in to this AAC Tournament, which begins on Tuesday for East Carolina. But how about the weekend? They had to do one better than the Houston Cougars, Bailey, and they were able to have two come-from-behind wins and then a bit of a walk in the park uh, for the finale on Saturday. But they did what needed to be done, and thanks to Cincinnati for doing their part, getting a win over Houston. Uh, But what was the mood of the guys here coming off a regular season championship when you talked to him earlier you know I, I think they were pretty fired up but it's, it's almost like you know they not that they expected it but they wanted to be part of the process and so they're kind of like you know that that was one goal now our next goal is to win this tournament our next goal is to play well in the ncaa tournament and hopefully you know go to a super regional and hopefully go to go to the world series so i mean i think that they they've got it all out on the table uh, we all know that how difficult it is to you know to go to each step but uh, they, they, they really had a good practice this morning. I, I had a chance to watch all, the entire practice, and uh, the American puts them on one field in the back for uh, batting practice uh, for the first half hour or so, and then they come over to the main field and take infield and outfield, and they uh, do that for about 15 minutes. They wrapped it up about uh, about 10 minutes until noon today, had a brief team meeting, and then we, uh, we start our show a little late uh, today around the noon hour just trying to to get some interviews and get everything cranked up for uh first day of coverage here. But I think they really, really had a crisp practice and really everybody seemed in a good mood. Talking to Brian Bailey, and he was able to talk to Cliff Godwin, Coach O, and Scooter uh, down there earlier today on the Brian Bailey Show. And, yeah, what you just said kind of came through with the interview with Cliff Godwin, and it's almost never good enough, Bailey. There's always more to to get. There's more games to win. There's more to achieve, and that is the attitude these Pirates are taking into this tournament. And guess who they got? They got South Florida again. And you asked Coach Godwin about playing a team you just beat three times. There's advantages. There's also disadvantages to that and uh, you know South Florida will come out hungry on Tuesday. Yeah, you got to think they're coming out just to, you know, just to try to salvage their season. You know, we've got a tournament here with one one team knows they're going to the postseason in East Carolina and the other seven knows that if they don't win this championship that they're not going to play anymore. So I think, you know, you'll see a different brand of baseball as far as that goes, a little more desperation with the other seven teams. But I, I think, you know, it's funny because you talk about championships and you talk about rings and, you know, this is, they're playing for all eight teams are playing for a ring this week. And we've seen teams come down here and get hot all of a sudden. And, and I think we've seen, you know, we, we look at the American, it's been a down year for the American, especially with the conferences RPI. And that's hurt East Carolina in a lot of ways. 
But when you look at, at the type of battles that East Carolina's had with these teams, I mean, these, these teams give East Carolina a great battle. The USF series, the case in point, the most recent one. So I think that, you know, USF's going to come out tomorrow in that game with nothing at all to lose. And I, I think that, you know, we'll, we'll see a, an East Carolina team's going to have to score some runs, I think, to win. Brian Bailey joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. It'll be ECU in South Florida coming up 47 minutes after game one on Tuesday morning. And uh, Tuesday morning will get underway at 9 a.m. So East Carolina looking to play uh, between 12.30, 1 o'clock, sometime like that. Uh, coming up on Tuesday. Bailey, it'll be Jake Hunter. And and for the coaches here, they have to have a plan. They also have to be flexible because your schedule depends on what happens, uh, win or lose, in your games. If East Carolina wins, they won't play again until Thursday. If they lose, they'll be right, get, right back at it on Wednesday. And the goal is to have as much time off for Brian Bailey while he's down there in Clearwater. So you're hoping for just wins, right, Bailey, so you can get some beach time. That's exactly what we're rooting for because that's that's what all these guys are hoping for. And Cliff put the uh, the motivation on them. If they lose two, if they go zero and two, they're busting home. And nobody wants to bust home, so they, they'll be fired up. Uh, I think you'll see them fired up in that first game. And you know, we get down here a lot of times. You see some wild, wild games. You know, teams this time of year, some of them run out of pitching pretty quickly, and you can see some high scoring games. It looks like the weather's going to be good. It was a little warm today, but it was extremely nice out there and i had a chance when the guys got back i think uh, cliff gave them about an hour on the beach they could do whatever they want to for a little bit they've got a dinner coming up later on tonight then they'll get up and start concentrating on baseball tomorrow but this is really i say this every year i'm very fortunate to get a chance to come down here but it's really a neat place and really i'm sure it's expensive for the fans to come down and do it the parents all you know save up their money and they come down but it's really a neat experience with clearwater and, and being down here at the beach, and the ballpark is about six miles, you know, up from the beach. But it's really, really just. I think the players really enjoy it. It's kind of a reward for their season for all eight teams, and they get a chance to come down and enjoy Clearwater Beach. Speaking of rewards, a lot of Pirates uh, rewarded for their efforts this year as far as all-conference teams goes. Just three Pirates on the first-team all-conference. Trey Savage, Carter Cunningham, Jacob Jenkins, Coward. And then you've got a slew of Pirates that made the second team. Josh Gross, Carter Spivey, Justin Wilcoxon, Josh Moylan, Jacob Starling, Joey Barini, and Luke Nowak. And you can find Zach Root on the freshman all-conference team. None of the major awards going to the Pirates. And I'm in a little group chat with some guys. And over the weekend, they had said something about Cliff Godwin, AAC Coach of the Year possibilities, and I said then that you probably give it to the Wichita State coach because you had the Eric Wedge situation. He goes out uh, pretty, you know, close to the start of the season. Wichita, you know, swept East Carolina. They're able to finish third in the conference, and usually Coach of the Year award, Bailey, doesn't really go to the best team. It goes to maybe the most overachieving team, so I wasn't too shocked by that, but doesn't mean uh, that Cliff Godwin and uh, some of the guys that were snubbed from these awards can't have a chip on their shoulder about it. Well, I don't think Cliff will have a chip, but I think that when you looked at it, I thought he would win it again this year just because the other teams you know, didn't have great non-conference you know, records. I guess Wichita State was okay. They don't have good RPIs. Nobody's going to the tournament unless they win this thing. But uh, yeah, I, I can see that as well with the situation he came into. So uh, I guess Cliff's got enough He's got enough of those trophies. I guess he's looking for one that has Omaha written on it. 
Brian Bailey joining us, Pirate Radio Live Line, as we talk Pirate Baseball. They'll be down in Clearwater. You said good weather, uh, holding our fingers crossed for that, Bailey. Were, were you down there that year? They had to play on the uh, the Little League field with the chain link fence and all that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, I'll never forget that because they went over there and, and they had a they had a camera because they, they, they've got all the games back then were streamed. They weren't on ESPN Plus, I don't think, but they were streamed somehow. Yeah. And there was a camera in a box with with a fence shooting through a fence and I called the guys back in Meadow and those guys back in Greenville and I said fellas you're not going to believe what this the stream is going to look like because they're shooting through a fence and I don't know what it's going to look like and it was on a backfield and I think they played Houston in that game beat them like 12 to 1 or something I think that's the Kuchmaner game when he he pitched so well in that game but yeah that that, that was there there was some kind of tropical depression right off the coast here. yeah and weather was miserable. And they were just trying to get the games in. And we were playing games at 8, 9 in the morning. And then I remember uh, sticking around that Saturday, I think it was, was the nicest day of, of the whole. And, and the game, I think the championship game was played on Friday that year. But it was it was, it was was nuts. It was really a, you know, it kind of a kink in the old armor as far as the uh, beach, that kind of thing. But they, they got the games in. But they were playing all, they were playing like softball because, you know, the coaches complained that, hey, we don't have enough pitching to, to play three games in two days and all this stuff you're trying to make us do. But they, they made them do it, and they got through it. Well, like a prison league game. Uh, but it, it was you got to do what you got to do. Hopefully they'll get them all in the big field. And, Bailey, you've been there uh, uh, many years now and talked to the guys, too, um, today and last week. They really like playing in that park there in Clearwater. Yeah, they do. And you can see the new guys walking around kind of looking. It looks it looks like a major league field. I mean, it, it's the home of the Philadelphia Phillies for their – spring training games and the Clearwater Threshers. Uh, I think they're in the Florida Atlantic League or the Florida League. Um, minor League Baseball, they, they draw pretty well here in Clearwater. But it's really a nice stadium. It's just a shame we don't get more fans. But, you know, we talked about it for yeah. years. It's, it's more of a reward for the players to come down. The American has a good deal with, with Clearwater. And Clearwater likes the, the tournament here. I'm not sure what the contract is on it. But uh, they were talking today, too, about, you know, the new teams coming in. We'll have a an extra team next year. Well, what are they going to do with the extra team? Are they going to have a playing game or just the top eight going to make it? So they were kind of discussing that today too. Wouldn't hate, uh, especially for basketball, a uh, AAC basketball tournament in Charlotte in the future. And who knows, maybe put one of the Knights ballpark or something. If you do move from Clearwater, be a little easier travel for uh, Pirate fans in the future years. Yeah, it would be. And I, I think that's the one thing, and, and I've got to work on it on my end at the station, but, you know, and it's it's for obvious reasons the pirates haven't been competitive in the American, so it's hard to, to, to you know put two thousand or three thousand dollars into a trip to go and you know lose a game and come back. But Mike Schwartz is putting something together. I mean, yeah. we all know it, we all see it, and so I got to work on that end because you know when the pirates come to Clearwater, they've got a chance every year to win it. They're not going to win it every year, but they've got a chance. Same thing this year. They they certainly they're the favorites, obviously. But they may not win it, but they're their favorite. They're going to be here probably a while. But, you know, basketball's changing at East Carolina, and that's a good thing. Bailey, uh, you talked to Coach O about it on the air. Folks can hear that from the Brian Bailey Show earlier today. Uh, any chatter uh, off the air with, with Coach O with others about East Carolina's hosting chances? How are the people at ECU feeling about that right now? Well, you know, to me it's always, you know, kind of what goes into to what's decided. And, and trying to pick Coach O's brain because he's on that committee you know, before, and it's, it's just hard to tell exactly what the committee is going to be looking for. 
you know, I, I think if the Pirates make it to Sunday, they've got a really good chance. Uh, but you also have to look at it. If you're, say you're the 15 or 16, you know, then you're going to be matched up against one or two in the Supers. Are you better off to be a two somewhere? Like with the ninth, you know, if you go to Charlottesville and Charlottesville at Virginia's the eight or nine and you go there as a two and you win that one. I mean, it's, it's hard to tell. I think some teams have, you know, it's going to play itself out, but some teams are going to fall out of the hosting category. I think, I think, you know, the Boston colleges and man, I think Indiana state was one of the ones that I saw. I don't know if they'll fall out or not. Boston college has got a chance to fall out just because in the ACC term, they got a pretty tough bracket what we saw. But uh, I, I think those I think those last three or four slots are are up for grabs, and I think East Carolina is very much a part of that. Brian Bailey joining us. Bailey, how close is uh, Clearwater from uh, South Florida there with the Panthers play? Can you get to the Hurricanes Panthers game three tonight? <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think I'm not sure how far Clearwater to Miami is. Yeah. I'm sure, it's a haul. But uh, yeah, I was think, thinking about that, man. The, the Hurricanes are fun to watch, but. When you lose two games at home in a best of seven, both in overtime, yeah, you got to wonder what that does for the psyche of a team. Yeah, and and how you you come back from it. It's yeah. and it's yeah. a, it's such a shame too. They've been so uh, just great games and uh, razor thin. But uh, right now, Florida complete control of that series, and the Canes are going to have to muster up. We we, um, we were talking to Brooks Hill. We'll have him on the show later. How about neither one? Of, both of the series, both games have gone to overtime, and there hasn't been a two goal lead in either series as well. That's crazy. It is, and it's. it's you know, just just to, to watch it and to see how it all you know unfolds, and, and I don't, I'm not the hockey expert, obviously, but just you know, just how disheartening it has to be. You go four overtimes, and you almost go to a fifth. I mean, you're you're what a minute away, and then when you get an overtime the second time, and it happens so quickly. But I think that's going to be the whole key to Game Three. If 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 Florida comes out and gets a couple of goals early, I, I think you know most likely Hurricanes will just fade and lose four four to one or something like that and probably get swept. But if they can just battle through and steal if they can steal this one, I think they're they at least be back in the series. And you know, they may they may come yeah. to Carolina down three one, but you gotta you gotta somehow figure out a way to win one of these two, obviously, because you don't want to get swept. But if you can win one of these two, you're still in the series, you come back to Carolina and win one, then you gotta steal another one. He's got a lot of work to do when you're down 0 2. know that. No, uh, no doubt about it. Uh, speaking of sweeps, uh, maybe a couple coming up in the NBA. How about a few years ago, Bailey, uh, where you're hearing stories and you're you're talking about this Bam Adebayo kid, and now he's in the Eastern Conference Finals, dunking on everybody, and uh, his Miami Heat one win away from sweeping the Celtics, which is uh, just really shocking. Everybody had Boston as almost a shoe in to uh, to win the East and represent the East in the finals this year. Yeah, and watching that game last night, I, I just thought the Celtics played it horribly. I mean, they just don't look like a, a really good basketball team at all. And the Heat just looks like, they're like, we're having fun. Let's just keep playing. I gave up on it at halftime and, and woke up in the middle of the night to check the score. And, you know, it, it kind of played out like it, it was the first half. I mean, the Heat was all over Boston. And it almost looks like, you know, sometimes people say sports is, is, is fake and, and it's a script. 
that maybe they're scripting this for this big Boston comeback. <laughs> because because what else, how else could you answer the fact that Boston was so bad last Yeah. In a game that they really thought they had to win. Tough to uh, tough to explain for sure. Uh, Bailey, we'll talk to RV, Ronald Vinson, coming up Tuesday right here on Pirate Radio Live as they been, uh, begin game one of their Eastern Conference uh, finals themselves. And uh, Rose advancing and now uh, have a best of three coming up. Yeah, that'll be good. I'm, I'm not even, who's, who's Rose playing because I couldn't find it early. Southern Lee will be the opponent, and they'll play home Tuesday and then game two on the road, and I think game three, if necessary, back at uh, in Greenville. Yeah, yeah, I was I was so busy trying to get ready for the trip and everything. I, I knew they won, but I wasn't sure who advanced beside them. And, you know, that, that whole regional, I don't know if, if RV likes it or not. The best two out of three for the region, to me, it's kind of difficult because trying to cover, you know, all those games and trying to get highlights and that kind of thing, it's just – I, I always like the, the regional final just being one game, and then the, of course the state. I like that state being best two out of three because I think you want a real true champion. But uh, but I think the coaches, I think RV does like. I think I think you know the more chances you get to play, the better it is. All right. Well, you just gave me a question to ask him tomorrow, Bailey. We'll find out if he likes the the format or not. BB Brian Bailey show. You can check it out six o'clock if you missed it earlier. Chats with Cliff Godwin, Coach O, Doctor Gary Overton, and also Scott Rogers. Bailey, a great season of the Brian Bailey Show, and uh, we'll continue to have you on here, Pirate Radio Live. But you're going to take a little break from that until we uh, get going with football in August. Yep, we will take off until August, but we're looking forward to getting back at it. Uh, it's a great. Uh, this is a great time of the year right now. Then we'll take a little little snooze fest for the summer and then get cranked up again because there's nothing like the fall. Absolutely. BB, thanks for joining us. Have a, a fun week down there, and uh, maybe we'll check back in with you here throughout the week and, uh, and try to chat with you more. Sounds good. Give me a call. All right, will do. Brian Bailey joining us live from Clearwater as he gets uh, some work in and some R&R uh, down there. Uh, great site for the AAC baseball tournament. As Bailey said, it'd be cool if they would have more fan attendance there, but uh, the players do seem to enjoy it, and East Carolina has uh, certainly had success down there in Clearwater. All right, we'll take our final break of hour number two, come back, get ready to wrap up the hour, and send it over to hour three, where we will talk to Pirate First Baseman Josh Moylan, who is on an absolute tear right now. Also, Brooks Hill as he tries to will the Canes to a victory in Game 3 coming up tonight in their series against Florida. And that thing has gotten away from them despite two great efforts, two great games that have both been lost in overtime. All right, more to go. Pirate Radio Live back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Be sure to check out David Price Construction for all of your commercial or custom residential renovation and building needs. Run by ECU alumni, David Price Construction specializes in commercial projects, maintenance on facilities, and large-scale residential renovations and additions. David Price Construction, the proud ECU home services partner. Call them today at 919-291-5532. 
or visit them online at davidpriceconstruction.com. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Cliff. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live on a Players Lounge Monday presented by Delcor Service Professionals. It's going to heat up uh, in late May, June, July, and throughout August, September. So have your AC ready to go with Delcor, 321-8868. Visit DelcorInc.com. The service professionals will take care of you. It has been just one of the best springs that I can recall as far as weather goes. And I looked at the weather this week. Looks like we're going to continue to get some nice spring weather and will the heat be a factor down in florida jamie has brought up that question i'll ask uh, josh moylan when he joins us uh, coming up in just a few minutes uh, our buddy randolph has entered the chat said good win for the pirates this weekend boom boom good afternoon chandler clip and shirley and he said another thing too chandler he said the canes need to tighten the fudge up oh <laughs> did he say fudge he said fudge he could go for some way to keep it clean randolph not a huge fudge guy i like brownies but fudge and brownies are two different things right yes yeah i feel like fudge is more of a thicker mm-hmm. chocolate mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like a bl- block of chocolate Jamie says, if a bigger school with a lot of money came after Clip to move to their school, are you leaving Clip to do the same duties? Um, if it's a lot more money and my family's on board, absolutely. See you guys later. But then again, no, you got to factor in cost of living. My, my family's around here. All my friends. I'm here. Chandler's here. <laughs> do I get to take Chandler with me? Look, I'm coming, but I got to bring a guy. I got to bring a gay, my gay. Um, coaching staffs leave, and they always have a couple of guys on their staff that they bring with them. I would have to be a part of that. Right? <laughs> Wait, or you could take over Pirate Radio Live. I could. Yeah, you'd rather want, come along. I don't want. I don't want to be a part of or away from you. You want to be on uh, Trojan Radio ninety two point seven with me, out in uh, SoCal. Fight on. <laughs> I like their uh, fight song, by the way. I mean, I've never really, uh, I've never put anything out there to leave. I like doing this and being here. And I was uh, born at the hospital a little ways down the road. And I grew up uh, a little ways down the road that way and live out in between the hospital and where I grew up. And I don't know. I'm just kind of here. And I'm, 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 I like it that way. Some people like to explore and live in different parts of the state and nation and earth. And I'm more of a settler. I like to uh, be where my feet are and always have been in Eastern North Carolina. And that's why I'm an Eastern North Carolina an legend. Eastern North Carolina legend. Freak league. He's Clip Brock, and he's an Eastern North Carolina legend. His Jeff Lebo songs topped the charts back in 2012 with his hit single, Freakalink. Freakalink. So uh, thank you for asking, Jamie. Uh, Get your questions in for the Pirate First Baseman, who is on an absolute heater right now, Josh Moylan, because we will pass those along coming up when uh, we return on Pirate Radio Live. Quit look at the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by dubbuck dubbuck 
Crucial game three tonight in South Beach. It'll be the Panthers and the Hurricanes. Canes down 2 nothing in that series. And it is do or die time for the Lakers as they are down 3 nothing in their series to the Nuggets. The Braves start a big series with the Dodgers. Atlanta winning their series over the weekend against the Mariners. Braves, I uh, think that was 14 in a row against American League teams. Finally back in NL play tonight against the L.A. Dodgers 720 in Atlanta. And how about the Orioles and what they were able to do over the weekend? They sweep the Blue Jays, and Baltimore is now just two and a half games back of Tampa. Uh, They have 31 wins. That is good enough for the second most in all of Major League Baseball. O's are 31 and 16, sweep the Jays, and two and a half back of the Rays. Let's take a look at their schedule this week as we will uh, have O's baseball for you on Pirate Radio. They do not play tonight, so their midweek series this week will be against the Bombers, the Yankees, coming up. So we'll have Yankees and O's for you coming up Tuesday night right here on Pirate Radio. But, uh, man, great time to be at the home of the Baltimore Orioles. We've had some lean, lean years Uh, But they look like they are a playoff team this year. We'll talk to Mark Brown, CamdenChat.com, Wednesday, right here on Pirate Radio Live. Let's take a break. Josh Moylan joins us on the other side. You got a question for the Pirate First Baseman, you can get it in on Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube, and we'll pass those along to Moylan when we return Pirate Radio Live on a Monday after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, Carolina Caliber has the area's largest selection for outdoor shooting sports and accessories and is one of the top firearm dealers anywhere. They have everything you need for hunting, home defense, and personal protection, including a wide variety for ladies and youth. Carolina Caliber will buy, sell, and trade. Carolina Caliber, locally owned and operated since 1960 on Fire Tower Road in Winterville. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. All right, back with you on a Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live as we go inside the Delcor Players Lounge. Great to catch up with Jacob Jenkins Coward and Lane Hoover earlier in our show right now. We'll talk to the AAC Player of the Week. He is Pirate First Baseman Josh Moylan joining us on the Pirate Radio Live line. Josh, how you doing, man? I'm doing pretty well. Just enjoying some uh, warm weather here in Clearwater. Yeah, uh, you're coming to me live from the balcony. Not bad at all. Got some good scenery, I'm sure, and uh, hopefully can enjoy your week while also winning some baseball games. And uh, I'll do a lot. We've talked about this with the guys. I like that, you know, if you win, you get rings, you get championships, you get all the glory. If you lose, too, you got to take a bus ride back home. So there's uh, there's stakes on both ends of this thing, Josh. 
Oh, yeah. And, you know, uh, it's usually a limit on beach time, too, for not playing too well. So uh, another incentive to winning is we get a little time on the beach. But, uh, yeah, no, it's awesome here, and it would uh, be great to come back with some hardware. Josh, uh, we, we've been asked in the YouTube chat about the, the weather. It has been a beautiful spring uh, in eastern North Carolina, one of the most beautiful I can recall. Usually it goes from cold winter immediately to summer, but you've had some uh, some pretty nice temps to play in. How about the weather down there? I know Bailey said he was hot earlier today when we talked. How's the heat there, and uh, could that be a factor for you guys tomorrow? Oh, I mean, I, I know the guys are enjoying the weather. I mean, it's been beautiful here since we've been down here. And, you know, I'm, I'm excited to keep playing in this warm weather. The ball starts flying when you're in the box. So it's uh, it's good from a hitter standpoint. But, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a little warm. You know, this past weekend it was kind of hot on that turf. But playing on a natural field this week coming up, I think it'll be great. Well, you're swinging a hot bat, Josh. Player of the week. And uh, you have had some dramatic home runs at Clark LeClaire Stadium. And uh, maybe a new favorite one on my list, the three-run shot to tie the game against Campbell. Unfortunately, you guys weren't able to win that game. But, man, what a, a comeback for you guys, culminating in the monster blast over the scoreboard. And that's one, Josh, you knew it was gone right when you hit it. We could tell uh, from your reaction there. Oh, yeah. I mean, that that was a really special home run. I mean, it gave us, uh, you know, the, the tying of the game there. I mean, it sucks you couldn't come out on top on that one. But, you know, that's a you know, shout out to the guys. You know, just keep playing baseball the whole time, and you never know what's going to happen. But, yeah, I mean, I, I'd say that, one, that one's pretty high up there for me. I think the uh, the Virginia one and the region yeah. was uh, probably my favorite one I've had here. But, but yeah, I mean, I'm swinging a hot bat and just trying to keep it rolling. I know the whole – whole offense trying to keep it rolling this week so uh, i think we're gonna be uh, good to go and uh josh I-, I love your consistency this year with the mindset you, you said it on media day that you were uh you, you had a better mental state uh, of just going out playing the game that you love and it it showed and it stayed with you through the whole year because we've had chats plenty of times this year where you go one for four or oh for three where you had a line out and uh, a solid ground out and you said yourself hey i'm hitting it pretty well it's just not showing up well, now you're hitting it well, and it's showing up, and uh, it's got to be a good feeling for you. Yeah, I mean, it's great. You know, we put in all the work, Coach G and I in the cages and with our the rest of our coaching staff, and, you know, just the mental side of it, just trying to stay consistent, not not having too many ups and downs, you know, not riding the wave when it's going real well or when it's not going too well, you know, just staying even keel the whole time. And, and I've had a blast this year playing with all, all the guys throughout the season, and uh, hopefully we can come home uh, – you know, host the regional and then see what we do moving on and go to College World Series. Josh Moylan joining us. Uh, Josh, how is the, uh, the the body holding up? Jamie says this time of year uh, with the grind, uh, has everybody got a few aches and pains? How about yourself? How you feeling as you head into postseason play? I'm feeling great. And it's just wor- been working with the training staff, you know, making sure my legs are feeling good throughout the season, whole body's feeling good. And, and honestly, I'd say, I mean, getting in better shape has probably been the biggest thing for me. I know – my freshman year at this point, my body was struggling. You know, I had a, had a few more pounds then, and then even last year, body was starting to get tired at this point. But I'm feeling great, and just been taking care of my body, and it's been paying off. That's good to hear. Josh Moylan joining us. Pirates coming off a regular season championship. You had to win three against South Florida. You guys were able to do that. Man, you got some help from Cincinnati Thursday night. And then uh, were you watching the <laughs> the meltdown in Houston on uh, Friday night with the rest of us uh, Pirate fans, Josh? Oh, yeah. I think uh, the majority of the guys were watching that one, hoping they could pull that out. But, you know, that's the game of baseball. You never know. You never 
really have a safe lead and you're never really out of a game. But, but yeah, we knew we needed to take care of business, and uh, I'm glad we did looking at the, you know, the, how the rest of that series turned out. Another thing, too, Josh, the Pirates' road record was not certainly uh, as good as the home record this year, but now six straight wins on the road. And and if you guys are to play away from Clark LeClaire in a regional, which may or may not happen, at least you know you can win away from home. So, you know, the, the, how about these last two road weekends that you guys have had and, and been able to get six wins in those games? Yeah, I mean, we, we know going into the postseason, obviously, you're going to have to win on the road. And Coach G always says it, you know, obviously, you want to win a college World Series, you got to do that on the road against in Omaha. But, yeah, I mean, we knew we'd, we'd have to play well on the road. And I think it was more of a mentality switch, just going out and not worrying too much about, you know, the crowd or, or who we're playing, just worrying about playing our game. And it, it's been paying off recently. Well, Josh, uh, we found out the all-conference awards when we were having our, our meeting at Pirate Radio earlier this afternoon, and I said, Glenn was looking at the list and said, we got three on the first team, and I said, all right, Josh Moylan's one of them, and he said, no, uh, Josh Moylan, a second teamer, um, so I, I don't know, you you're you want to win your the college world series you want to win championships but uh also looking at those individual honors what do you think of being second team and, and not first team today josh yeah i honestly i don't really get too caught up in the the awards at the end of the season i mean obviously the biggest thing for me is i like to win baseball games i know our whole team does and you know, if I if I'm first team, that's great. If I'm second team, that's great. But you know, the end goal is to to bring a ring back to back to Greenville, which we we have yet to get there. And honestly, that's our that's our goal right now. I'm not getting too caught up in that. But you know, congrats to the guys on our team for getting those awards. I mean, they're they're big deals. It's definitely cool to get recognition, but. We, uh, we have bigger goals in mind. No doubt. And uh, and part of the reason you're on one of those all-conference teams, we talk about your bat, but, man, uh, you've come a long way defensively, uh, too, Josh. I had a great defensive year for the Pirates, and I know you take pride in that. And, and how about how far you've come along on, on that side of the, uh, the the ball? Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, being able to take pride not just not just in hitting, but the, the defensive side of the ball is something Coach P talks about all the time and Coach G, but – working with coach Palumbo every day the whole infield honestly i think this year has been one of the best ones we've had since we've been here and and you know i mean it's it's just about how we take care of it each and every day there's not really any days where we're you know relaxed on defense we're kind of always getting after it and you see that in bp and all even most teams in bp are just taking you know field good ground balls and we got guys laying out with 30 uniforms before a pitch is even played so <clears throat> that goes into into our work ethic but yes it's been a great defensive season Josh, we've seen you at, at different places in the lineup. We had a question for Lane about hitting uh, leadoff and hitting ninth, and, and you've settled into your spot now in, in the middle of the order, the meat of the order for the Pirates, and have found a home there all year long. So um, you, you've been lower in the lineup in past years and previously, but uh, you've found your home there. How do you like hitting in that uh, three-hole or, or cleanup hole for ECU? Oh, it's great. I mean, especially when you have guys like JC and J Dub around me, you know, I, I get to see how they pitch to them, and you know, they're gonna they're gonna try to do the same thing against me. But it's great, you know, being in the middle of the lineup. I I like to be a run producer, and it's it's a lot easier when you got guys on base uh, in front of you like Star and Hoover uh, for most of the season. I mean, when those guys are getting on base, it makes my job a little bit easier. No doubt. Talking to Josh Moylan, getting ready for. Uh, baseball in Clearwater and uh, and also some beach time and uh, I guess uh, one hour of beach time. Part of that, I, I think it's more 
Cliff doesn't think you guys are going to goof off, but uh, the sun can drain your energy, right, Josh? So you, you don't want to show off that bod too much out there and uh, be tired for game day. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, we're going to spend enough time in the sun playing games, but uh, it, it's nice, you know, get some beach time. But, yeah, Coach is definitely right. Too much time out there can end up uh, affecting how you're playing on the field. Uh, is your uncle going? Is he going to show off his beach bod to everybody there in Clearwater? Did uh, any Moylans make the trip? Uh, I'm not sure if my uncle's coming, but I know my dad, my dad is here. So we'll see uh, We'll see what kind of jersey or T-shirt he pulls out for this weekend. But uh, <laughs> Well, with the lack of fans, unfortunately, there at that ballpark, uh, I'm sure we'll see a Moylan or two on TV. And you guys have talked about, uh, you know, playing down there. It's a, it's a neat ballpark to play in, right, Josh? Oh, it's awesome. I mean, the, the, whole, the whole area around here is pretty cool. I mean, the – the hotel we're staying at is really nice, and the ballpark. I mean, there's a bunch of – it's a spring training complex and training complex at that. So, I mean, there's a bunch of fields all over the place, and then obviously at the main stadium. But it's great. I love I love playing here, and honestly, I think it's one of the best ones in the country as far as the conference tournament goes. All right, interesting question from Johnny on Facebook. He says, Josh, do you feel any extra mojo with the white cleats? <laughs> we we got those white cleats not too long ago. I I've always liked wearing white cleats. So uh, yeah, I'd say I'd say it's a little bit of mojo. Just being uh, I, I like the look of white cleats. We like to wear a lot of purple and just basic black cleats. So I think the white's a uh, a cool change up. Talking to uh, Josh Moylan on the Pirate Radio Live Line and uh, look good hitting the uh, the three run blast to tie it against Campbell. And last week I want to say. Now I don't know who it was, if it was Garrett, if it was Josh Gross, if it was Carter, but he said Campbell liked to talk a little bit. Uh, how much talking was going on between the, the Pirates and Camels the other night? Yeah, I mean, they, they do like to do some talking, and I, I'll say we're, we're guilty of it too when we play them, but usually it's, it's them kind of getting us going, and then we, we start to feed in. But, <laughs> you know, they, they'll, they'll run it a little bit every once in a while. It's their fans that uh, mostly do the talking, though. Gotcha, gotcha. How about uh, facing South Florida again, Josh, after you just beat them three times? A, all right, you know you can beat them, so there's confidence in that. But B, they're, they're fighting for their postseason lives, and they had you guys on the ropes uh, game one and two, you know, with leads early. So how tough is that going to be to play them once again, uh, being that you just played them uh, over the weekend? Yeah, I mean, playing a team four times in the same week, you know, it's, it's tough to, to secure four wins. But, I mean, just like you said, we – we were down early in a couple of those games, but I think that was honestly good for us to show like we, we can come back from an early deficit and even a late deficit at that. But yeah, I mean, I, it should be good to go out and play them again. I mean, I'm, I'm confident in our, in our team, you know, coming off three wins against them. We definitely have the confidence, but yeah, I mean, it's definitely tough playing a team four times in the same week. And boy, the, uh, the plan is always to jump out early. You guys were unable to do that games one and two of the series, but then championship Saturday, uh, you win, you win the title. You guys were able to, to get that early lead and, and take a little stress off the pitching, right? Oh yeah. I mean, that's anytime we can get out early, it makes the pitcher job that much easier. I mean, you never want to be on the mound thinking you can't mess up or, or it's going to cost us a game or cost us a couple innings here and there. But, yeah, I mean, to be able to have those guys relaxed on the mound is the biggest thing. So if we can if we can come out and put up some runs early, I think that'll be a good thing for us. Josh, what's the uh, rest of your Monday in Clearwater like? You guys have a game tomorrow, but uh, what about uh, the rest of the way tonight? What do you got planned? Uh, I think I'm going to make my way down to the pool here in a little bit. I might, might relax and, uh, you know, hang out around the pool, and then I'm – just going to be, you know, getting some hydration done because I uh, 
going to be a long week out in the sun. We talked a lot about music with you. You walk up, uh, you go with the little little Billy Jean. You've got uh your, your road music when you head up to maryland how about pool music uh josh what are you jamming at the pool oh uh, i gotta be honest like a lot of these songs i don't even know but they've been playing some you know kind of beachy songs <laughs> pool, and i've i've been liking that i was out there yesterday for a little bit and they uh they had some good tunes playing but i i don't know the name of any of these songs but i do like them all right whatever the beachy music they're playing josh is into <laughs> josh uh swinging a hot bag keep it up man you already got one championship uh down there in florida uh pick up another one and we'll see where the chips fall how, how you feeling about how much are you following i guess what's going on with the chatter with the regionals and and hosting in greenville being a two seed is that something you look into or do you you try to ignore that stuff yeah i try to ignore that honestly it's, it's a if we just take care of business and keep playing, we'll let the rest take care of itself. But for me, I try to keep myself away from it because all it does, it gets me thinking about more things when I'm trying to play. Yeah, there you go. Well, Josh, uh, hopefully we can chat with you again this season. If not, it's been fun getting to know you off the field and, and also talking baseball with you. We appreciate your time on Pirate Radio this year with us, man. Yeah, thank you very much. I appreciate it. You guys are the best. Thank you, Josh. There he is. Josh Moylan joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Had a lot of fun uh, talking to Josh, Lane, and Jacob this year, along with the pitchers as well, Garrett, Carter, and uh, and Gross. So it's been a lot of fun on the Players' Lounge, and hopefully we can get them on next week. Next Monday, no Pirate Radio Live on memorial day but we will have our selection show special so we'll be with you at noon coming up watching the selection show with you and also commenting on where the pirates land and if you have uh comments which i'm sure you will on facebook and youtube we'll interact with you and take calls as well 317-1250 so we'll have a fun monday coming up next week when we find out the pirates fate when it comes to the regionals all right let's uh let's go ahead and open up the booty bag now surely and make somebody a winner booty 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 everywhere booty 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 everywhere we should have played uh was it chris floyd who sent that in on friday surely I'm going to uh, incorporate that into the booty bag song. Wait, what? Was it Chris? Who sent the uh, video of them saying booty in the garage? Oh, yeah, that was Chris. Chris yeah. yeah, that was Chris. So I'm going to take that and put that onto our booty bag song. Okay. Uh, what are we giving away on this Monday, Charlotte? How about a shrimp taco lunch, courtesy of Chico's? Sounds like a winner. 317-1250. What caller are we looking for? Five. Caller five. 317-1250. Uh, we got some more NFL news that just passed regarding Thursday night football. We'll talk about that. And, and some by playoff the way, hockey. And I was going to say, they just announced the 2025 draft day, NFL draft day location. And it's kind of interesting. We'll pass that along to you as well when we return. Pirate Radio Live on a Monday after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. 
Welcome back, and uh, Quality Equipment is your full-service John Deere dealer with 28 locations to serve you. Quality Equipment is open in Winterville next to Sam's Club, or you can visit qualityequip.com to find the location near you. And congratulations to Chad Carwine of Greenville. He picked up uh, shrimp taco lunch courtesy of Chico's. Grab your amigos and head to Chico's and enjoy favorites like shrimp tacos, steak and chicken fajitas, burritos, enchiladas, ACP, and more, plus ice cold cervezas. And Chico's famous margaritas are always available. For Mexican food and fun, it's got to be Chico's. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Awesome catching up with Lane Hoover, Josh Moylan, and Jacob Jenkins Coward down live in Clearwater, Florida today on the Delcor Players Lounge. We appreciate those guys making themselves available while at the beach. Uh, Got some football news real quick. So Adam Schefter tweeted out that the NFL has passed a rule that now you can flex Thursday night football games. Um, He says more rules as it pertains to Thursday night football. Only two flexes are allowed all season. They must be done with 28 days advance notice. Teams cannot play two away Thursday night games in one season. Uh, I guess with the move to prime, you know, Thursday night was always kind of a uh, a weaker matchup, uh, especially compared to Sunday night football. Sunday night is the big night. Growing up, it was Monday night football was the the draw. Now it's Sunday night football. And it looks like with the move to prime, you're getting some better Thursday night matchups. Just looking at the schedule real quick, I won't say all the games, but Vikings at Eagles is the first game. Uh Giants and Niners, Lions and Packers, all pretty good games. Bears at Commanders, not a good game. That's on the Thursday night schedule. Looking uh, down the list, eh, you've still got some weaker matchups here. But like Dolphins at Jets, that's a big, uh, and that is a, I guess, Black Friday game. Uh, But that's a big division game that'll be on Prime. Seahawks at Cowboys, a couple playoff teams there division game late in the year chargers at raiders so i don't know you got decent games but now flexing is available for thursday night for the first time ever it will happen way in advance but if you have i guess a weaker matchup late in the year and you want to put something better on and that is now available to do with thursday night flexing surely you also had some nfl news regarding where the nfl draft will be hosted in 2025 Sorry, I didn't have my microphone on. Yeah, um, the NFL announced that the 2025 draft will be held in Green Bay. Green Bay, Wisconsin? Yeah, and they're going to do it and. inside and around Lam- Lambeau Field and Titletown. So um, it's going to not exactly be like in, like on Lambeau Field and then that's it. They're going to kind of move it around a little bit and kind of showcase green bay i guess is and all how they're glory do it. yeah all right so that's kind of interesting how they decided they were going to do that so there's a chance green bay is bad now no brett Favre, no so aaron Rodgers. there's a chance jordan love era begins it's kind of funny about how green bay and the draft they always have a late pick because they've always been good and they famously haven't helped aaron Rodgers with offensive weapons over the years and now uh, they are going to host a draft, and the draft might be way more important to Packers fans here the next few years than they have been my entire football-watching life 
going back to the early 90s with the Favre era began and they've just been so good every season since then pretty much so uh all right green bay the host of the draft we'll be at our friend cw's house chandler that's right for our annual draft get together all right um was there another thing we wanted to pass along we had draft we had flex i feel like there was oh talking hockey with our guy brooks hill who joins us on the pirate radio live line canes down two nothing in their series we'll talk about that right now with the resident caniac brooks hill brooks how you doing bud i'm doing good how about you clip i'm doing good uh, outside of hockey because the carolina hurricanes are down two nothing in their series to the florida panthers and as we've seen brooks those two games could have gone either way the canes lose them both in overtime so ah man how, how do you recap the first two that took place in raleigh uh, that finds the canes down two nothing uh, I think you got to go out there and say that those are two very evenly matched uh, teams. Uh, unfortunately, uh, the Hurricanes could catch a couple of bad bounces in both games. Uh, in game one, I mean, I think it was just a race to the finish line. When you, when you go four overtimes on the brink of going to a fifth overtime, you really have no idea what to expect. Both goalies played outstanding, and as they did in Game 2. And I think uh, Carolina had their chances in Game 2. I think that when they didn't get the 2 nothing lead that they thought they were going to get uh, in the first period with the offsides uh, goal getting called back from Jack Dury, which was the right call, uh, not going to complain about that, I think... Uh, you just let Florida hang around a little bit. So, so far through two games, we haven't seen a team have a two-goal lead uh, in this series so far. And, yeah. yes, the Hurricanes are down 0-2, but in a couple of bounces the other way, and you're going to Florida up 2 nothing. I mean, but it's if fans, cans, and butts uh, right now. But you just got to, you know, look at the uh, big picture here and see that how close these games really are. Not that Carolina's really doing anything wrong. Yeah, razor thin right now uh, between these two teams when it comes to the margin. And Brooks, as a novice, I'm watching that game and I see the discrepancy in shots on goal and the Canes coming out with their hair on fire, scoring that early goal, and then uh, just shot after shot after shot. And at that, at the point early in the game, and then the Canes, I think after that, went on a pretty long drought without a shot on goal. But early in that game, you mentioned that second goal that was disallowed. When they had all those shots, it was like what Brooks eighteen to one or something to that effect, and they only only were up one nothing. Was that a, a cause for concern? Like, oh, this uh, uh, Florida has done a good job to kind of silence this wave uh, of offense from the Hurricanes. Yeah, I think weathering the storm is yeah. a really good term, no pun intended, uh, for the Hurricanes there. But if you look at the way that the Hurricanes like shot the puck, especially in the first period. I'm looking at a uh, I'm looking at a chart here right now. So if we go to the first period when the Hurricanes had all those shots on goal, a lot of them are coming from outside of what we call the slot in hockey. So from the faceoff dot towards the wall is where a majority of the shots are coming. Now, granted, they did score with a redirect out in front. 
that was good. But in between the dots, I'm only seeing five of the 18 uh, that came in with like a, quote, a high danger kind of shot. And one of them came from the Hurricanes' own zone, just where they dumped it in on target and it hit the goalie. So that technically counts as a shot on goal. Uh, so I think Florida played a great road period to only be down one nothing. And so far in this series, uh, the Hurricanes have gotten outscored in the second period, three nothing, uh, so far. And obviously in overtime is getting outscored two nothing. I think they played a good third period and, you know, you, you would like to see, Oh, the Hurricanes put up 18 shots per period, but that's just, you know, I would say physically impossible. It's hard to keep that kind of momentum on your side that you know that once somebody gets a break and they get to settle down a little bit, they're going to make adjustments. And I think Florida's done a good job of adjusting in-game to what the Hurricanes are doing. You can't argue Rob Brindamore's decision to start uh, Ranta in net in game two after his performance and after, you know, only giving up one goal in regulation and then the overtime goal. But were you uh, surprised at all the decision was made going into game two? Freddie Anderson had played uh, a lot of hockey and a, a whole lot of starts in a row for Carolina in the nets. What did you think of the decision to move to Ranta? And obviously it was a pretty good decision. Uh, it looked like Brooks. Yeah, I'm not surprised by it at all. And how you can quickly tell if someone watched the Hurricanes this year or if they haven't is when they start to question, like, oh, like, you can't be going to your backup goaltender, like, in the playoffs. Like, Anderson played a great game, uh, and you lost in quadruple overtime. So that's just, like, the easy face value of, okay, you don't watch Hurricanes hockey because you don't know that – they go back and forth between Ronta and Anderson all year. I knew as soon as the game went to probably double overtime that there was a good chance that you were going to see Ronta. Uh, I was surprised with how well he played after not playing for, you know, 10 days at least, I think, maybe two weeks, since he hasn't played since round one in game five uh, when the Islanders beat him up in the, uh, beat him in Raleigh three to two. So I think it's very, good for Ronta that he was able to have that performance. I do think they're going back to Anderson tonight. With that being said, nothing against Ronta. I think he did his job, but I think Anderson is your number one goaltender. And they just give him the day off like they would, treat it like a regular season game, which the Hurricanes have done pretty well, uh, you know, winning three division titles. But now they got to make some adjustments going into tonight's game. There were some concerns of the Canes on the road heading into these playoffs, but Brooks, uh, you know, they've won some road games here in uh, this playoff series so far. One against the Devils and a couple against the Islanders. So I guess does that give you a little bit of confidence as far as the Hurricanes playing away from PNC Arena? Yeah, it definitely can. Um, I was talking with some friends back home in North Carolina about, it was like, oh, like we're not good on the road. And I was like, that's, just not true at all. We're we're three and three this year on on the road, and you know the puzzling thing is Florida is two and three at home. So if Florida has a losing record at home this year. Granted, when you count the games that only Bobrovsky has played, they're two and one, and that is the main reason why the Hurricanes are down two nothing in the series is Sergey Bobrovsky. But Hurricanes are five hundred on the road, which is exactly what you want to ask for in the playoffs, and. If you just approach it like the one game at the time method, instead of thinking, okay, the Hurricanes have to come back tied two to two, 
is, hey, let's just go out there and let's win one game and then throw it out, and then we'll see what kind of things happen come Wednesday night is the way that they need to approach it. Talking to Brooks Hill, Canes and Panthers. Panthers up 2 nothing in the series. Every game of that series, every game of this uh, conference final playoff series so far has gone to overtime. That includes what's going on with Vegas and Dallas. So uh, it has been crazy, Brooks. The uh, just competitiveness, the uh, these teams so close to each other. We talked to Mike Maniscalco last week. He previewed it and said this would be uh, this Florida Carolina series would be a tremendous series. And uh, so far, he's right. Now the Kings just need to win one uh, before it gets away from them. But man, these games uh, have been just incredible and uh, and and very uh, nerve inducing to say the least. Yeah, and I'll circle back to an earlier point. I know I mentioned that nobody in this series has had a two goal lead. Nobody in Vegas, Dallas has had a two-goal lead as well. Wow. So everything has been within one goal of each other the entire time. And let's see, we've had four overtime games between the two uh, conferences and trying to do this math quickly off my head. Technically, Panthers-Hurricanes have played five overtime periods and Vegas-Dallas have played two. So you have seven overtime periods through four games. Uh, in a conference final, which is really good. And I think all the people who were talking about, oh, this isn't good for markability and, you know, oh, like it's only Sunbelt teams down there uh, playing hockey right now. Like it's not good for ratings. And if you're a fan of higher salary cap, you're not going to get it because you got the poverty teams playing. Well, it seems to be pretty entertaining so far. And I think ESPN and TNT are doing a good job of uh, promoting this. Uh, series. Brooks, uh, growing up, uh, again, I'm not a, I wasn't a huge hockey fan, but I knew enough. I had the video games. I knew the, the good teams and the good players. And, uh, I knew the name Keith Kachuk. And until this series, I had no clue. He had a son, Matthew, who was an NHLer and, uh, who would be a guy that would, uh, <laughs> spoil the Canes fun two times in overtime in the series already. Uh, Kachuk had no idea that there was another Kachuk in the NHL, and now uh, I don't like the guy. Well, Cliff, I'm going to do you one better. And what if I told you that Keith Kachuk has another son named Brady, and he plays for the Ottawa Senators right now as well? <laughs> So there's uh, several Kachuks out there. There's a bunch of stalls in this series as well, as uh, it is a family affair in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Brooks, uh, give me a cane or two that needs to step up, rise to the occasion tonight. What do you want to see uh, from Carolina? I want somebody to punch Sebastian Ajo in the face. And that's going to sound weird at face level, but Ajo plays very well when he gets angry, when he gets mad. You know, like you say, oh, like that guy's got the dog in him. When Sebastian Ajo is angry, he plays better. He keeps his temper in check a lot. And I think it would just be like a good thing for the Hurricanes. You know, if he just gets, you know, gets one in the face, he gets upset. And then I think that he takes his game to the next level. Uh, Don't want to say that the injuries are catching up with Carolina. But right now, uh, Florida's top end talent is outplaying Carolina's in the goal scoring department. And as much as we want to say how close the series is, you win games on the scoreboard by scoring goals. Carolina needs to figure out a way to score more goals. And I think it all goes through Sebastian Ajo, who has contributed with some assists, 
But I really want to see him put the puck in the back of the net, really get going so that the Hurricanes can hopefully take game three and then we can worry about game four come Wednesday. Kane's trying to get back in this series. Uh, how about on the other side real quick, Brooks? Golden Knights up 2-0. Do you think Dallas gets back in their series when they uh, start playing back at home coming up on Tuesday? I think so. I don't really see that Dallas are going to go away easy. They have a great core group of players with Jamie Benn, Tyler Stangen, uh, Joe Pavelski, Rope Hintz, Jason Robertson. Like they got, they got tons of guys and you know, they were up uh, two to one with two minutes left to go yesterday to their afternoon game with Vegas. And Vegas gets a great goal to tie the game up as the goalie was going off for the extra attacker. And then Vegas scores in overtime a minute 30 into the extra frame. I think Dallas is going to bounce back. And I think the Hurricanes are going to bounce back. And that can come off as, oh, he's a homer fan. But you just look at the numbers and it's just like an NFL game. It's hard to beat a team three times in a row or three times in a season in the playoffs. So you got to hope that Carolina bounces back here tonight. And you all you have to worry about is the game that's in front of you. You cannot tie the series tonight. What you can do is you can get back in it uh, with a victory. And then you put a little bit of pressure on the Panthers that they lost a home game. Brooks Hill joining us, talking Canes, playoff hockey, Stars, and Vegas. Right now, Vegas up 2-0 in their series, and the Canes down 2-0 to the Florida Panthers. Game 3 coming up tonight at 8 o'clock. Brooks, thanks for joining us. You sound uh, a little more upbeat than I thought you would. You think the Canes can get back in this thing, so uh, hopefully that starts tonight. Oh, that's good. I try to, you know, not be the hot take kind of group people and react (laughs) to everything. Yeah, I think the Hurricanes are doing things right, and I hope that they can uh, bounce back here for Game 3. Brooks, we'll talk to you again down the road, man. Thanks. All right. Thank you. I appreciate it. Brooks Hill joining us. Canes need to win tonight. Not a must win, but kind of is a must win. Down 2 nothing to the Panthers in the series. What a series it's been. But unfortunately, uh, the, the first game I slept through, woke up, and they were in their – third maybe they were in that fourth overtime and i watched the remainder of that one this time i watched the entire game i got myself a uh an ice cold pop and was settling in for overtime and immediately the panthers go on a power play and score so that one took uh, all of like 12 seconds while the other one took four overtime periods uh, to finally end it in game one. That's the way it goes uh, in hockey. We'll uh, take our final break, come back, get ready to wrap things up here on Pirate Radio Live. I might have lied. We actually have another break. So we'll come back, take another break. You know what? You don't care. We'll be back with you after this. I walk along the city streets you used to walk along with me. Every step back to
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Orthopedics East and Sports Medicine has been caring for Pirate Nation and the student-athletes at ECU for more than 35 years and are the official team physicians for East Carolina. Orthopedics East provides a variety of general and specialized operative and non-operative orthopedic services to meet the needs of the patients in Eastern North Carolina. For more information, call 757-2663 or visit orthoeast.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Thank you all for all of the interaction today on the show. It's been a good interaction day on YouTube facebook and otherwise and uh one guy we hear from quite a bit is eric and eric uh throws out some dad jokes some bad jokes every now and then he's got one for us today oh boy we were talking a lot about the beach down there in clearwater and eric says why does the beach just exude such confidence why does the beach just exude so much confidence because it's 100% sure. You are terrible! <laughs> Was that a Bailey? <laughs> oh, gross. When'd you get that? What's that from? don't know actually i was uh going through some of our sound effects and i was looking for the burglary i finally found it but as i was going through i saw bailey laugh and i was like oh i'll just throw that in there but i didn't listen to it beforehand so we we have two bailey laughs yes we do (laughs) you have (laughs) yeah somewhere Ariel Epstein, I, I'm just looking at Twitter. MLB Network has a uh, a post of Ariel Epstein talking about the game. How about Ariel Epstein? Courtside? I wasn't even talking about that. I forgot about that. So Ariel is courtside for the, was it Nuggets Lakers, Chandler? Mm-hmm. In Denver? Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Yep, yep, <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Uh, did you see who she took a selfie with this weekend? Oh, Pedro Martinez. Freaking Pedro Martinez and Ariel Epstein just hanging out, kicking it. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? That's nothing for her nowadays. Are you kidding me? People are taking pictures with Ariel Epstein. I mean, surely. That could be you. But but you play But you playing. I know. I just saw him on TV. What was it? What night was it? Friday night? Yeah. I went uh, to a local restaurant in Farmville because I just was lazy and didn't want to cook Friday night and was having dinner. And they had uh, the MLB channel on. And he was up there talking with uh, talking about somebody's batting stance. And I can't remember exactly what it was. But anyway, he was talking. And I was like, man. Craig Council. I was like, I, I really do miss Pedro Martinez. Kind of. Uh, I miss I miss having the MLB channel on. All on right, TV. I'm going to get Ariel back on the show, and I'm going to call her out for this because her tweet says, "Thank you for being one of the reasons I fell in love with baseball." Pedro Martinez, she's a Yankees fan. <laughs> I mean, now I mean, she might she might have fallen in love with baseball because of the love rivalry. Hate, yeah, the rivalry, the love hate relationship, the who's your daddy. <laughs> 
you know the yankees on my daddy yeah do you think Ariel Epstein fell in love with baseball as Pedro Martinez was dunking Dom Zimmer's Don Zimmer's head on the ground? Yes. I say she yes. She was screaming at the TV, yelling things about Don't Pedro hurt Martinez. Him. Don't hurt him. Don't hurt old Don. Don't hurt Don. Meanwhile, this is bogus. Shirley was going, take him out. Take him out. <laughs> this, Bury him in the ground. This is garbage. Garbage. Jamie, Are you calling her fake? I'm saying that's a fake tweet. Oh. And I am going to get to the bottom of it next time we have her on the show. That's going to be the whole conversation about that one tweet. I wish you could have been there to be like, hey, Pedro. I wish she, I could have been there. What? what Pedro, you know, she's you a wouldn't Yankees call fan. her out publicly on Twitter? Huh? You wouldn't call her out publicly on Twitter? Yeah, Just say, but I'll save it for the uh, okay. I'll All save right, it for there. Yeah, if I was like off the set of mlb network hey you're she's a yankees fan pedro's like who is that guy over there Ariel's like i don't know that guy <laughs> knowing good and well that she knows who you are she's a big time me um yeah jamie says clip what coach did pedro push down in a bench clearing brawl it was don zimmer it wasn't a push don zimmer was running, looking like Denny Hoover to go do a uh, jungle jump. Yeah, but Don Zimmer also made the mistake of slightly lowering his headgear. It was more like a um, running of the bulls situation. Yeah, he it was, was like, like ole. Yeah. yeah, and just kind of took his bald head and threw it into the turf. Which I enjoyed very much. It was one of the craziest things ever, seeing that. Like, sure, Golly. if Pedro Martinez went up to Don Zimmer and did that, it would be pretty deplorable but don zimmer was running at him and just kind of did an ole on him threw threw that old man down he just threw him down yeah it was sad i mean it's sad to see an old man fall down like that poor thing (laughs) but my point is you think ariel's like oh yeah pedro i love baseball after you throw this old man to the ground no come on ariel fake Mm. phony you got some explaining to do, Ariel. We'll talk to her at some point on Pirate Radio Live. But right now, we'll take our final break. Come back. You're ready to wrap things up on a Monday edition of PRL. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, The Dow was down 140 points and closed out at 33,286. The Nasdaq was up 62 at 12,720 in the S&P. Only uh, rose six-tenths of a point, finished out the day at 4,192. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors Financial Report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now, let's head back into the show. Here's Clip. All right, Chandler, do the Hurricanes win tonight and make it a 2-1 series? I'll take that as a no. No, I know. I just I hate answering this because I feel like the last couple of times it's not worked out. But yes, I do. I believe the Canes bounce back on the road. They need this is a must win for the Hurricanes. You cannot get down three to nothing in Florida. Um, so I, I, 
I'm going to go yes. Sounds like a no. Do do the Lakers win and stay alive tonight? No. All right. Thank you. Swept. Chandler Honeycutt, Shirley Rhodes, Cliff Brock here on a Monday. And guess what? We'll be back on Tuesday, 3 o'clock, for an all-new edition of Pirate Radio Live. Thanks to the players for joining us on the Delcor Players Lounge. Josh Moylan, Jacob Jenkins-Coward, and Lane Hoover. Also, BB down in Clearwater, Brooks Hill as well. We'll talk to you Tuesday, 3 o'clock. Y'all have a good one. Jeff Charles, take us home. Have a great night, Eastern Carolina. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.